Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat real quick. Welcome back. It is episode two of the Technical Alpha podcast. It is the 24th of March, 2017. I am the one, the only white guy in this entire trio. And I'm feeling I'm the good, only black despite guy. Being, despite being completely. I'm the only brown guy. <laughs> Despite being completely asleep today, I think we're going to have a good time. We got lots to talk about today, but before we start, I want to give uh, a quick shout out to the fact that we are officially on iTunes Woo! and Google Play Woo! and SoundCloud and Patreon and YouTube. And if you looked hard enough, we might even be where your socks hide after they get lost in the dryer. We're in sock. <laughs> I'm not promising. I'm not, prom- I'm not promising anything. I'm not promising anything. You know what, guys? I, I haven't so, changed man. scenes yet. I haven't changed, changed scenes yet. I have two things that I'm... I'm this is going to be nothing to those listening to this later on. Uh, I can't... I don't know if our, our video conferencing, if, if Jeff and Tabine are in the same places on the screen as they were when we set these up. So when we press go... Panic could be in Jeff's spot, and Jeff could be in Panic's spot. Will it happen? Oh my god, we're yes. okay! We did it. We are okay. I'm going to turn myself down just to shake, because I feel like I might still be a little, a little, a little louder, but we're okay. So, gentlemen. Am I streaming to from being, Japan today? Yes. No, you're fine. You're fine. You're, you're streaming awesome. from exactly where you need to be streaming from. At this very moment, uh, how are you doing today, uh, Mister Tabine? What's uh, I, I see you have a very topical sweater on today. Very topical. Um, no, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty tired, actually. Um, long week. Um, lots of lots of gaming and lots of work. But good overall. How about you guys? Good, good, excellent. How are you doing, Mister Black? Uh, good. Just did a short short stream. Uh, the podcast is consuming part of my life, uh, which is a good thing. So it's been busy, <laughs> but beyond that, it has been really done a whole lot. No, no. Well, the podcast has consumed all of my life. Actually, I went grocery shopping today. That was exciting. I got out of the house long enough to, uh, to go grocery shopping and, uh, I tweeted out you the, thinking this about the podcast. I, absolutely. I was actually on my phone on Twitter at the time, and I had to tweet this out because there was literally this this older dude, I'd say probably in his... Uh, he was calling the cashier sweetie, so probably 70-something <laughs> would be my guess. And just this older guy, look, looked like frail as hell, but looked harmless, but it was whatever. And the entire, like... Uh, the, the entire uh, belt going up to the cash register was packed. But there was only two items on the entire conveyor belt. Two items. One of those items was about 14 bags of salt and vinegar chips. <laughs> okay. And the other was about 14 cans of peas. And that was literally the only two items on the entire conveyor belt was now, a bunch of salt and vinegar chips and canned peas. Now, was this like pea paste or there's peas in a can? Like, how does that work? <laughs> like, I don't think I've ever seen peas in a can. They always uh, come well, like it's, the frozen it's, blocks. Yeah, well, you can get, you can get, you know, bag, bagged frozen peas and fresh peas and canned peas is something that only really existed like in the 80s when people were putting them in gelatin molds and calling it salad. 
but apparently that's still actually a thing and he was stocking up for fallout it was happening it was hilarious and he tried and and he knew it looked ridiculous because he tried to make a joke with the with the cashier he was like uh you know i uh i don't actually like peas and it fell completely (laughs) flat because cashier was like cashier responds well then why did you buy so many peas that was her response so buy he was already screwed. Buy one, get one half. Got to grab it. That's right. The the bogo, the bogo, the bogo. But we've got we've got a lot to talk about coupon, today. Eh? No, he wasn't. I think I think this guy just lives on those two uh, those two things, which would explain why he looked like you could blow him over in a small wind. But uh, yeah, so we've got a lot. Enough about the old guy at the grocery store. We got a lot to talk about today. Uh, and, uh, first up, we're going to, we're going to get right to it. Panic's, Panic's going to be on the, on the, the hot topic button because he's our man with the inside scoop on, uh, two of our main topics today. So I hope you're, I hope you're ready to, uh, to provide that Mr. Panic. I hope you guys are ready. I, I feel like I know, <laughs> I feel like we talked about this earlier and you were not expecting it, but I think, I, I think you guys will be enjoy it. You guys will enjoy it. I think, I think it'll be, I think it'll be good. So we're going to first talk about. Uh, the Nintendo Switch as I dynamically update our overlay because it's the year 2017 and we can do that. Um, we're going to talk about the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> it's um, It's been obviously heavily talked about for a long while now. It feels, it, it feels like one of the most rushed console releases in my lifetime. Like it feels like it just kind of appeared out of nowhere. Uh, they talked about it and then suddenly it was here. Uh, and there's been a lot of, of good and a lot of not so good stuff that has been uh, circulating on the interwebs uh, about the Switch. But out of the three of us, the Mexican actually has one. He got one, brought it back across the border, and now we've got ourselves a guy to talk about the Nintendo Switch. You have it in your hand. Oh, look at that. Oh, shame on you. You didn't even get the the, the double-colored one. Shame. Shame. Oh, no. Well, that's that's just the that's just the 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 screen. Shame. Yeah, but he, but yeah, he does have the gray. Oh, that's oh terrible. my God. You fucked up. Uh, I did not fuck rip. up, man. All right. Seriously, I'm not going to sit there staring at like a giant bright neon red and neon blue controller. If they had a neon, <laughs> if, they had, if they had both neon red or both neon blue, I'd probably be all over the neon red. But I'm not going to deal with one and the other. I'm going to be like, this is not symmetrical. That's how they get you. Oh come on! It looks no, so no. dope, that man. Great, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna probably it's, end up getting a second yeah. set of Joy Cons, the double reds, but I am not dealing with like one and the one of each. Like that just looks stupid. Wow. I mean, it kind of make it makes. I think it makes sense conceptually where they're like, okay, if this is a multiplayer yeah. thing, now you have two different colors. But when you put them together and you put it on the controller mount, it just looks like like a stroked out Spider Man gone wrong. Like it just doesn't quite look right. Exactly. <laughs> no, but like Spooder, um, what, what's the what's, the what's the age old meme? Spooderman is that what it what it is? Spoderman or Spiderman? <laughs> yeah, it depends on how it depends on which community you go to for the memes. But what? But, uh, but what's your what's your takeaway so far? So before before I you know before I open fire and believe me. I'm oh, going to open, open fire, fire on the Switch. <laughs> um, I, I want to know. I want to know as somebody who actually has their hands on the world's smallest controller. How how has the console been for you? What's your experience been like? And and just give us some pluses and some minuses from somebody who actually has it in their hand. Um, I'm going to say again. Like I I've read a lot about it. I kind of I did kind of get it on an impulse. But one of the big things is. Um, 
it didn't disappoint me as much as I thought it would, um, mm. which in this day and age is kind of hard to do. Um, it's it's definitely got flaws, but it's pleasant and it's extremely pleasant to use. Um, it feels like an Android tablet. Um, I feel like Nintendo did a lot of work on Android, but and because it's like some of the menus and stuff feel like it. But mm. it just works. Um, there's, it's got a lot of gimmicks on it. Um, the controllers, the uh, the docking functionality, which is actually like the docks like in the back somewhere, literally just a mm-hmm. piece of plastic. Um, but <laughs> the big thing is it 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 all works. Um, you, you throw the console into the dock, it moves onto the TV almost instantly, like within like a second or two. Um, if I pull it out of the dock, I can then uh, you know I can literally just go and walk around and I'm playing my game like normal. Um, and it's hard to kind of, ta- it's hard to kind of quantify, but I realized how awesome it was when I was coming back from Mexico. I had it in my backpack with me. Um, and my flight was delayed. It was supposed to be delayed for a couple hours and it was awesome. Cause I, I just pulled this out and I had not like a mobile watered down version of a console game. I had full on Zelda, you know, breath of the wild and it plays like a full on console game. Um, it looks fabulous on the screen. Yeah, it's only 720p, but on on a screen that size, it, it works out really Doesn't well. Matter. And yeah, and it it just plays out well. And you know, people were worried about the battery life. I was too. You know, I had an anchor power bank and stuff, but I barely dented it while I was waiting. Um, even charging off a power bank, um, people were complaining. Oh, if you're playing it while you're you know you're 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 gonna you're gonna kill the charge on it anyway. Um, on the flight there, it was a four-hour flight. I was playing it for about three hours, and I left the plane with more power than I had. So, you know, that was, like, my big concern because it is kind of a beefy console compared to the thickness of, you know, other tablets and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it plays really well. Um, and overall, I've, I've been enjoying it. Um, I know the big thing is the games. Um, it's only got Zelda, really, for me. I haven't really cared for the other game, like, shovelware-type games they have out so far. But Zelda itself... But panic, you can milk cows with friends. I can no feel the ice cubes. Can you feel the ice cubes? How many of them are there? Um, are there two? Are there five ice cubes? I, think the, I don't. I don't know, man. They're all in my drink from Mexico. So <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, the, the big, the big thing is the game quality for Zelda. You know, on the console, it it doesn't feel like Nintendo made any compromises in terms of the gameplay or the mechanics in the game it feels like a full-on nintendo powered like title and it's i know a lot of people might be confused about that but if you think about it you'll you 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 inside your heart will know what that means and you know i've spent an entire day like i think last saturday i sat on my couch all day and played zelda and didn't realize i spent the entire day playing zelda um (laughs) still you know it's great experience great experience um, but yeah, now, is that the um, game I'm or is that, is that the console doing it for you? Because the game is also available on the Wii U as well. And it's it's kind of like, listen, is it is it the Zelda that is making you love the Nintendo Switch? Or is there something about the console that warrants paying $400 for the console itself? Hope. Or just for Zelda, essentially? Hope. Um, look, I, Nintendo hasn't had a good stable of launch titles in a while. Um most of their consoles have launched with crap titles. I'm not even going to defend that. Um, the Wii U was just a travesty, in my opinion. Um, some people will probably lynch me for that. But I, I feel like the Wii U is just a complete miss. Um, the Switch, I feel like they kind of did the dive bomb approach that Adam was mentioning earlier because 
they didn't want to give a whole lot of time for people to kind of hype it up in their minds. So, you know, mm. they said Switch is coming in like two months and then it was here. Mm. Um, so, you know, I, I've had it in my hands. Um, and to answer your question, I think it's a combination of the two. Um, Zelda is great. I'm sure it probably plays really well on the Wii U. But the fact is that I can play Zelda on like a seven inch tablet and take it with me. And it's not like Ocarina of Time or whatever that I'm playing on a 3DS, mm. um, which is over here, you know, on a 3DS, you know, it, it's a full experience and it was pretty nice. Um, Nintendo really did hit it out with the hardware, um, aside from some of the, you know, little quirks that people have been reporting online, like, you know, screen scratches. Um, I haven't experienced that Joy-Con problem that people have been saying. Um, where like they lose connectivity um i've been walking around my apartment with the controller and you know no problem with it do you do you have a, a like a launch run one because they've already re-upped on production since launch like the first rounds of them like we were going to talk about this um gab's i got my day one the link okay so you do have one so like from from reports that I, that I read over time, because this was obviously one of the major things that came up for the Switch immediately, hardware wise, was if I wave my hand in front of this, all of a sudden I can't actually use my controller anymore. <laughs> like it's it was like that. But what I, from what I understand is it didn't it wasn't affecting everybody. Uh, and now uh, a report came out. Uh, Nintendo didn't address it necessarily directly. But uh, people were were pulling apart controllers, and they've started oh, in some of the stuff, new Joy Cons. Yeah. Some of the new Joy Cons, they're included, I guess, a little piece of foam that is in between the uh, the sensor, like the 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 wireless send you know sensor header uh, piece of the board, and uh, some of the other components because the the. I think when I saw uh, Jerry was Jerry rig everything uh, tore it down, and he was describing what each of the parts were that he was taking out. I thought that the 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 part that does the sending of the signal to the console also doubled as another function, and I can't remember which one it was. If it was audio, not audio. If it was, um, oh, what was it? Can't remember. But there were. It, I think <laughs> it was a double function. But basically, what the foam was supposed to do is is to make sure that it didn't come into contact with anything else in the controller. And apparently that was causing wow. 99.9% of those issues. So as soon as that happened, yeah, like, apparently I don't know, that like, issue's going away. Again, like, I've been, I've mostly, the most the most playtime has been me sitting on my couch with, like, a fleece blanket over yeah, me, yeah. Like, like, knees to chest, just holding the controller and just, like, huddled up and playing. So, like, you know, I've had my knees and, like, my giant, enormous meat leg things blocking <laughs> me from the Switch in line of sight from the dock and everything and i you know i haven't had any problems like i haven't had any weird controller dropouts and i play in weird positions like i don't know um so for me personally it hasn't been a problem i have heard about it um even some of my friends have had it but you know it might very well just be something in the initial run i think i think what it is for me and yeah i i've 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 watched youtube videos of the hardware shit in the bed i've watched you know people write these articles on how you know shitty the nintendo switch is um, as a console, but at the beginning, I was kind of on that train biasly because Nintendo has a track record of just doing some really dumb shit all the time. Not only am I a little bit more biased because I'm an entertainer in the gaming 
uh, world, and they like to try and monetize everything that you do, try and hit you with copyrights, just absolute madness, um, and a reason why uh, a lot of their games aren't played on the big scale on Twitch, uh, simply because people just, you know, won't go near it for the most part. Um, and so I was, I was one of those guys and I was hating on it for the sake of hating on it. I was hating on it because I knew I wasn't going to buy it. I was hating on it because they gave me a reason to, um, I've had some time to really think it over. I was at PAX East. I saw, uh, many people using the switch, which I thought was really cool. You know, you know, standing in line to go play some 3D game or some VR game for wherever at some some booth, and every ten people in line using a Nintendo Switch, and actually just everyone's having fun. Um, everyone's having a good time, pointing at each other's screens. Now everybody's playing Zelda, but everybody's having a good time. And I saw that, and I was like, okay, well, you know, maybe this isn't all that bad. So then when I got back. Uh, home from PAX, I went to EB Games. Uh, for one, if you guys live in, in Canada, I don't know if this is in the States or not, but EB Games got a really sick trade-in deal for the, for, for the uh, foreseeable future, pardon me, uh, where you can trade in a PS4 game, an Xbox One, a Wii U, or a 3DS game or a console and get double the trade-in value. And they give you a minimum of $10 per game. So you could go out and go to a pawn shop and buy a bunch of NHL 2014s for 5 bucks, trade it in at EB and get a guaranteed $10 for it. Or if you have like Final Fantasy 15 that you beat or any other game, you can trade it in and get double the value as long as it goes towards a Nintendo Switch or the games or accessories or anything like that. So when I got back, it was such a great deal. And as you can see, well, you can't really see it because the camera's so small, but I've got a lot of games back there, and I had a lot of, like, shitty games I never played, so I was like, you know what, man, screw it, I'll go and pick up a Nintendo Switch, um, I wasn't even gonna pick up the Zelda, because I'm not a Zelda guy, and I'll get into that in a second, but, you know, the console itself, just judging from, you know, someone like Tabin who's played it, other people that I talked to that have played it, it doesn't seem that bad, I think a lot of the stuff that was, that was said, people were looking for things to bash on it, um, some of it, you know, it was warranted for sure. It doesn't change the fact that the console was super rushed. It just got thrown out there. There's no games. They should have had a Mario come out with the console oh, yeah. at the Mario, minimum. Definitely. Now we're going to wait until, you know, a holiday season to get that. We've got, uh, Mario eight, uh, Mario Kart eight deluxe, basically the same game with a couple of extra features, super rushed, just really gimmicky. And that's what I think infuriated some people, including myself, where I really wanted to give it a chance at the start, and then I was hating on it, but now I've come back around, but I'm still not going to run out and, and, and buy one and pay the $400 yeah. to, to play Zelda. <laughs> just, uh, I'm just, going around in circles. Just, just circle. doing the circle this. of Jeff's mind. Just doing the circle this. of Jeff's mind. What I'm, what, what I'm getting at, it. man, is, uh, is, I'm, is I'm angry that I can't, that I don't have a reason to buy it. Put something yeah, yeah. out so I can go that's fucking buy fair. your console. I don't play yeah, yeah. Zelda. They're, they're, Just give me a reason. I have a couple of things to say about the actual hardware, but you know, in addition, I'm sure there's some a lot of people who are at, wondering. There's two big things mm. that I love about this, and Apple can suck it because you know Nintendo even got around to. It's got a freaking USB C port. Okay, that's amazing for Nintendo to use a standardized Future! port for charging. 
I know. It's Future. amazing. You can charge it with a standard USB cord. I can use the same one I use on my phone. It's amazing. Second, Apple <laughs> headphone jack. Really useful. Panic, panic. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's be fair. Nobody uses a three and a half mil jack anymore. It is antiquated shit that nobody uses, and it's just a waste of space that we can make the device <laughs> one micron thinner by fucking taking it out. The thing is, though, I haven't actually figured out how to plug my head uh, to, to connect my wireless headphones into it. So I have my uh, I have my Sennheisers over here, and I was sitting in the airport, and I'm like, I really hope I brought my cable to plug it in because I don't know how to sync the two. <laughs> but, um, but the other, the big thing though, and I, I'm sure Jeff, you you probably heard about this, Adam too. Um, the performance of the actual tablet in whatever form. Um, I was actually kind of surprised at how fluid everything ran on the tablet. Like Zelda runs completely smooth, like butter. No frame drops. Nothing when I'm in tablet mode. And for me, that was huge. Like because. I'm not going to knock NVIDIA. The Tegra is a completely, you know, is a respectable processor. But when I heard Nintendo was running a, you know, switch on the Tegra, I was a little concerned just about performance because, um, you know, the Shield has pretty not, good performance. Not to interrupt you, not to interrupt you, Panic, but do you know if they ended up, because before the Switch launched and we knew anything, because this was one of the first consoles where we knew literally nothing hardware-wise pretty much, Going into the launch, mm-hmm. there was speculation as to whether or not it was going to be the newest iteration of the Tegra chip or if it was going to be the one that was in the last refresh. Do we know which one ended up in the Switch? I think I don't know offhand. I can do the research, um, but I'm pretty sure it's not the one that was in the Shield, but it was the one that was supposed mm. to go in the canceled Shield, but not like the okay. newest Tegra. Um, I, I, okay. I don't hold me to that. I'm not 100% positive. But this leads me to the next part, um, which I was actually disappointed in. Because, yeah, the tablet runs at 720p. Um, but when you plug it in, I have a really nice TV behind me. Um, and I was disappointed because when I plugged Zelda into that, granted, it looked absolutely gorgeous. And, I, you know, it runs fluidly and it runs relatively well until I get to anywhere where there's grass. Like the waving, flowing grass. Because <laughs> yeah. then I'll be sitting there. I'll be going up against like a Moblin or a Bokoblin or whatever they're called. And all of a sudden, I'm at like 10 FPS. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> crap. Because <laughs> the grass is swaying. The grass is just swaying. Yeah, and, yeah. And it's like, but the thing is, like, and, and I wish Nintendo paid a little bit more attention to stuff like that. Because, you know, when it's in the dock, you're supposed to be kind of putting your best foot forward. Nintendo was selling it as a home console that you can take mm-hmm. portably, but I found mm-hmm. it performs better mm-hmm. as a portable than as a home console. Yeah. So, the, you know, that was interesting uh, to me. That's, it upscales uh, to like 916 or something. It's, P, it's not, it's not, it's some weird 900 variant P yeah. thing where they squeezed yeah. every last line of P out of it to, to make it, you know, as close to 1080 as possible. Um, but, uh, but it looks beautiful. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. So, yeah. No, the art, I mean, the art style they chose for yeah, for yeah. the game it goes well. Goes a long way, right? It goes a long way. Yeah. The but that bothered me too. I mean, I think I don't think it's a secret that Nintendo has a marketing problem. Yeah. Like when it comes to their home consoles, Definitely. anyway. When it comes to the when it comes to their their handhelds, they smash that better than anybody else. They just go to town. It's fantastic. But when it comes to their home consoles, at least at least. If we're gonna if we're gonna be more fair to Nintendo, the Switch and the Wii U particularly have been really awful marketing wise. 
the Switch oh, yeah. is, like you were saying, being marketed as a home console that coincidentally can undock and be taken on the go for use in other areas than <clears throat> than the home. But now, like you're noticing, and like it went, it, you know, that went around the internet really quick when people figured out yeah. that they could play Breath of the Wild in handheld mode and get all the FPS versus docking it, it and getting flawless, flawless, like way less FPS. Like when I watch streamers, cause I wanted to watch performance uh, and I'm watching like Gabs has it. We have it for the Wii U, right? And you expect the Wii U to not run it all that hot. Cause it's the Wii U, right? It's, it's a toaster powered by a hamster. Well, I expected this new console that they're launching the one and only AAA title to run a little bit better, especially since it's a game that was built for the Wii U. And so when it goes over there and I'm watching streamers play and and you can visually tell when it's a Wii U and when it's a, a Switch, but with frame rate, they're both terrible. Both of them have horrible spots. Oh, and yeah. in some cases, the Wii U actually runs better than the docked Switch, which blew me away. It was really strange to see that. Obviously, the Wii U should have a bit of an advantage because one, it's running in a lower resolution and it was the console that the game was originally developed for but i think that's the point is that nintendo's nintendo rushed this console out so bad that they had to take a game off of their dead console and shoehorn it in as the only launch title of their new console and are doing that i can't remember the name of the game now but there's another one that's actually getting axed off the wii u to be put on to the switch because as we now figured out not long ago, Nintendo is even going so far as to stop production on the yeah. Wii U now. And only just recently did Sony announce that they're going to slow down to a halt the PS3 production. So you know your console has been a, a, a rough yeah. go from beginning to end when you're canceling it at the same time that people's last two generations ago are finally starting to wind down production. Well, that's the thing, like, especially with the Switch, um, one of the big, big problems, yeah, launch titles, like, I looked at it on launch day, it was 1-2 Switch, some other random game, Binding of Isaac, and Zelda, and I'm just like, well, this sucks. Yeah, no virtual um, store, nothing. Yeah, nothing. yeah nothing. it comes down, again, yeah. the, the the entire success of the Switch is going to come down to the games coming out, like, the Zeno, uh, Zeno Gear, Xenoblade game looks amazing. Um, Fire Emblem is, looks really you mean, good. You mean you mean you mean PowerPoint the game? Did you see how that performed at E3? Xeno Xeno what was Xeno um, Gears or Xeno Blade, whatever it was, it literally ran at four and a half frames per second in an E3 trailer. I mean, Can you imagine it, what the actual game is like? I feel like they were running that docked. <laughs> So well, here's it, here's it, my concern. Does it matter? Does it matter though if it's docked or yeah, not? That's bit. still it does matter. It does matter. <laughs> well, here's matter. here's my concern. If they're going to stop production with uh, the Wii U, and they're yeah. going to start forcing these games and and developers to make for the Switch, and we already have a game like Zelda when it's docked, you know, we ha- it's going down to what Panic says, you know, ten fifteen frames. What kind of power can the Switch really do? Is this is this another advancement in 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 graphical abilities in uh you know pushing the envelope in terms of of gaming? Are they gonna try and get in the VR uh, space? You know because we all know Nintendo's all about gimmicks. Are they just gonna keep continue to make 
you know, shitty plastic pieces that you can add to your switch to milk a cow or to fuck a donkey or, you know, to jerk off a bull and grab yes, a fucking are. glass of semen? Yes, yes, they are. Well, I mean, what what exactly can the the switch do at this point um, well, if, if it's struggling on a game like Zelda? Well, looking at the dock, I feel like it. They designed it a very specific way. There's a lot of empty space in it. I feel like they're going to have some kind of performance dock or something to add on to the capacity. Um, I would be surprised if they didn't realize this at some point that they need to design and add in something to, you know, buff the graphics capability of the Switch. And I feel like they're you know already what, selling the dock for 90 bucks, so they're going to go for like another 100 150 Well, you, you, know what, you know what this is going to remind me of is remember the N64 had the expansion pack for yep. like Donkey Kong yep. and, all, yep. and, and some of the stuff that came later. I can yep. see an entirely new dock being released that's an external GPU like addition yeah. to aid in and in it, putting it Yeah. Yeah. If you hold yep. a switch in your hand, it, it's it's thick, but I've noticed it's got a lot of ventilation for a tablet. So I feel like they knew at some point they're gonna have to either, you know, overclock the shit out of this thing because there's like two giant vents right on the back. And then you can see the heatsink and like a giant vent, like right on the top header of it. Uh, well, it gets warm, but it doesn't really get hot when you're playing. So I feel like you know they can really push what they can do with it. And if they add on a dock, they can go further. Do you I feel think, like they know that they kind of got sucked, with, they got screwed over in specs. Do you think that they're going to? This is going to be a thing where we have the current state of the Nintendo uh, Switch, and then say a year down the road, nine months down the road. We're going to get a Nintendo Switch S or some beefier not. with a bigger hard drive, a bigger, you know, the, with that expansion pack in it. And you're, and it's going to up the price 100 bucks, and it's going to come with Zelda or come with Mario Odyssey. It's going to do the same thing that the, the Xbox One has done and the PS4, but at a much expedited rate. Um, it, has its, it has expandable memory on its own already. It takes that uh, micro SD cards on its own. So Nintendo really doesn't have to deal with that, you know. It's on. It's on the user if they want to add in more expandable mm-hmm. memory. But is it though really panic? Is it though really? Because let's just examine that little point right there. That 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 little uh, <laughs> asterisk there of the memory. If you're gonna bring how up much the memory, save, if you're how, bring up the save much, game. No, no, no. How much memory does the does the Nintendo Switch come with out of the out of the box? Thirty two gigs. What year is gigs. it? <laughs> leave it's 2005 but i'm okay might i just be wanted to make sure i just That's wanted to make PSP sure what your was came with because <laughs> because i i had i had my motorola my motorola 4g had more memory than that and that shit is in a graveyard somewhere but you the, don't the, need my to point you, unless you're getting virtual consoles you don't have to install the game like zelda runs completely off the cartridge but here's here's the follow up. Like, to the, here's the follow up to that. But if yeah. you if you want to install Zelda to the console, which is going to help, if you install a game, it's going to usually help you in some way, shape, or form. Or many people you don't need to with the because cartridge. it's not a C, it's not a CD it's not a CD game, right? So the cartridge is no, going to be faster is, than a, a CD. Faster. Exactly. Yeah. But here, but but people make use of the virtual console, and when, eventually, when it comes around, oh, yeah. we can talk about that too because yeah. this thing literally has <laughs> nothing. But yeah. but when that comes around and people are downloading games, and because there are lots of good games out there for that, and then some people can't get oh, yeah. their hands on these games. Like we almost bought it on the Wii U uh, uh, on the virtual console for for Zelda. Do you know how much Zelda is as a file size? It's over half the available memory of the storage 
of the Nintendo Switch for one game. One game. Now here's the here's the added problem that Nintendo the SD has. Cards this, are cheap this, though. This, they're cheap. No, they're but not. It, but it doesn't it's matter. Not, even no. if they are, even if they're they're forty bucks or thirty bucks. You, it, it should come with more, and you know why they're not doing that is because yeah, they want to sell how you much, one, how much does, or sell you some more bullshit. But here's how much yeah, does no, here's the thing: sell like a 64 gig hard drive or whatever they're doing nowadays. Now, yeah, granted, it, it comes with one terabyte on the newer ones, but even even before 500 gigs was like, if you got 500 gigs, that was the lowest you went. I mean, you had a 200 like the last time that we had a no hard drive or a low end hard drive solution was the Xbox 360. Uh, what do they call it? The um, they had a moniker for it, but it came with either no hard drive or next to nothing in in memory. It was like enough yeah. for some save games, and that was it. Um, five hundred gigs is the minimum. I don't care if a thirty-two gig solid, you know, a, a S, not SSD, a, a, a SD card is is like eighteen dollars or whatever it is. Because the fact of the matter is, most people that are expanding memory in a console aren't doing it to take selfie <laughs> pictures on their fucking yeah. cell phone. They're doing it to install games, and they are multiple gigs at a time. And if you're talking about the lifespan of a console, 64 gigs isn't going to cut it. 128 gigs isn't going to cut it. There's a reason why PS4, Xbox, my phone, all have way more than 32 gigs of storage, and it's because shit is big now. You need at least 256. Now, here's another question that's, that's, this, is, this is, I already know the answer to, but I'm going to be a facetious asshole, is what's the largest SD card money can buy right now consumers? 256 gig for micro SD. Okay. And how much do they run? They're about 100 bucks, aren't they? Depends on the speed, uh, anywhere from 115 to 200, depending on the speed. Okay, so to hit half of the available storage that you get on other consoles right now, you have to use 50% of, like, or not 50%, a quarter of the cost of your console just to get to halfway there. You can't go more than 256. 512 and 1 terabyte and 2 terabyte are slated to arrive. Can you imagine how much money a 512 or 1 terabyte or 2? Because they said Nintendo was like, don't worry guys, we're going to support up to 2 like terabyte SD cards. I can't even begin to fathom how expensive a 512 would be, let alone 1 terabyte and 2 terabyte in terms of the overall cost of the console. On my Xbox that I had before a bunch of scrubs stole it, or my PS4 that I've got now if I wanted to expand it, I could go spend $60 and get a terabyte hard drive and smash it in there and never think about <laughs> it again. $60 gets me 128 gigs of storage on the Nintendo Switch. And again, I think this kind of comes around to the whole issue of the value proposition around the Switch. And I think even Nintendo is confused about it because they went big where they shouldn't have gone big and they went small where they shouldn't have gone small like yeah i agree with you the memory probably shouldn't have been that small but like nintendo straight up doubled down on the tablet form factor you know it's kind of weird again it's a weird console and everyone has kind of said it from what they've seen um i don't again, I actually i, don't I actually don't, don't have a problem a console i don't even consider it a console man i, I consider I mean, it a handheld yeah. with console yeah, I, I capabilities I, yeah i, I don't, I don't know i thought the same thing the... up until i sat and played it until I sat and yeah, played I, it, I was like, "Are oh, you know sure. what? I'll, I'll give this a full-fledged console status." 
I don't I don't even have I'm not even all that worried about the form factor of it and everything yeah. else. It's 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 how the console arrived, which was like basically a crash yes. landing on fire. Everybody was dumping water, trying to stop like everything from exploding. Like this podcast. It was the technical alpha console, uh the mascot of this podcast. Uh because it, everything everything that came out like managed to happen right as it launched like we find out that it doesn't have a virtual console how why how 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 Rush, do you that's go that's why that's literally the go, only reason how do you go backwards to get then, it out and before then, scorpio and then you yes because they're competing with the 4K Xbox machine that's silly of course they're not rushing it before scorpio do you know what they scorpio's going to do they think that <laughs> No, they, well, I hope not. Otherwise, otherwise, Reggie's even more delusional than everybody already thinks he is. So his body is not prepared. So this guy, this, this guy. So okay, so this console comes out with no virtual console, with less physical memory on board than my phone from ten years ago. It comes out with controllers that are literally for toddlers, even even in its even in its Honestly, dog state. I have I have large hands, you know, not as large as your meat clubs, but even then, like again, I've sat and held like their their little controller handle thing with their controllers in them, and I played for eight to ten whatever hours in a in straight, and I actually my hands have not hurt. They're actually surprisingly comfortable. So I'm, I'm not worried Nintendo about it. Dark managing I'm, to get it I'm, down that small. I'm worried about playing multiplayer, which a lot of people buy a Nintendo console, not so they can play a bunch of single-player shit. It's a bunch of people buying it because they can play games with their friends because the Nintendo is one of the few consoles, or it's the only console, really, that still has a lot of games that you can sit on your couch, get wasted, and play Mario Kart on. This is kind of how it is. So if you want to do that, what is the cost of one Joy-Con right now? How many children do you give up to them Stupid for Stupid expensive. Stupid expensive. I think you have to give you up go, at least Jeff's first two children. At, at least, which Jeff probably would be okay with. I don't think he would mind, but but we go deeper than that. The, you can take the pro The Pro Controller, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, costs more than an Xbox One controller. At least it does in Canada. Yeah, but let, let's be real here, all right? Xbox just keeps coming out with more and more expensive controllers because they realize, oh, we can sell these but for would, lots of money. But you would, yeah. But but they don't even. But they're not selling it for lots of money, though. They have the elite, which is expensive, is, and everyone else is just like the same price. It's just a fruitier it's like color. Sixty bucks for. <laughs> well, here, yeah, here's so is here, the DualShock Four, guys. I, I here this this is this is this is the way this is the way I'm going to close this because I think I think there's three types of people for the Switch right now. The or 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 uh, three different mindsets of the Switch. We've got a guy like Tabine. And myself, I just hadn't pulled the trigger on it because if Mario if Mario Odyssey was out, I probably would own a Switch right now. I'm going to be honest with you. I'd probably own one. Yeah. Um, I've got the disposable income. I can just go ahead and buy one. It's it's whatever. But there's I think there's there's guys like Tabine who enjoy it. It's it's great. Uh, he 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 said his his piece. What 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 issues there are with it. Um, but at the end of the day, he's having fun. You know, he played it for 15 hours, one yeah, day, 14 what, that's hours. That's what matters. And that's what matters. matters. Money well spent. Um, I think that there are people out there that bought it, have enjoyed the hell to Zelda. I've heard that Zelda, it literally could be the best Zelda of all time. And from what I've heard from most people, it's better than Ocarina of Time. And when people are saying that, 
uh, that love the game, I'm going, okay, well, then maybe it does warrant a $400 uh, price tag for those that are really into it. It's kind of like when Final Fantasy like VII comes out really and they want to yeah, throw absolutely. out four episodes and I got to pay 200 or $300 for all of them. Fuck it. I'm going to pay it because... You know, I love it. If it's going to make me happy, I'm going to get a lot of hours out of it. Then by by all means, take my shut up and take my money. For me, it's I'm waiting for more. If a new version of the Nintendo Switch comes out or it gets announced, I'll definitely wait for that. If yeah, not, I'll pick it up when uh, I, uh, you know, the games are that I'm actually going to play. And then there's also people that are saying, absolutely not. Um, this isn't a console. This is a handheld with console uh, capabilities because let's face it just like what Tabine said the the portable is great the portable is great it's awesome you're not losing frames you take it around it's the best feature and guess what Nintendo has always been the best at making portables it's what they do and they've been sucking ass with consoles since the N64 the Wii did sell extremely well and it did have a lot of commercial success but let's be honest it was just a whole bunch of junk thrown at you so really they have done what they always do they create an awesome handheld but they create a lackluster system and until they bring out a better uh, uh, one with better specs where you're playing the top titles and you're not getting 10, 15 frames a second, which is just ludicrous for a game like Zelda, and it's the big seller, and it's what, I think it was almost one-to-one ratio. They sold the Switch for Zelda. Everybody's buying it because it's the only game you can play, and if you're losing yeah, yeah. all that stuff, then, you know, that's some fuckery shit. I, so I, wanna, I, think I, wanna, I wanna mention Nintendo's- one more thing. One more thing, because I think this is probably more important than talking about memory and all this other stuff, you know, hardware-wise. Because there's a lot of there's a lot that comes with consoles now, and services and online functionality in the year 2017 are pretty important, right? I think we can all agree that that's no, a relatively completely important piece. Completely drop that ball. So this is the probably my most my most hated aspect of it because I can put up with with all the other stuff that we just discussed. You know, you can come up with some pretty good reasoning behind all of it, but. The online functionality for the Switch is some of the most laughable shit that I've read about in forever. Uh, and uh, you know what? Panic already looks like he wants to talk about it, so I'm gonna let I'm gonna let him talk about it. And, right. and if he misses something, I'll pick I'll pick up where he left off. Um, yeah, I'm super disappointed in what they did for online. For me, again, I, I thought about that before I pulled the trigger on it. Um, and I was sitting there and I was just like. I don't really play consoles for the multiplayer online, so I think I'm okay. But if anyone is looking to get a Switch for that, they're going to be really sad. I've always found Nintendo to be the, you're sitting in a room with a bunch of your friends and you all want to play on the same machine. That's what Nintendo's good at. That's yeah. that's their show. But when they even during the announcement, I kind of raised an eyebrow. I was just like, okay, that seems like a terrible idea for how you're implementing it. And the big thing is it's not even really implemented yet. They're saying fall 2017 or something. Um, for like the full release, and you get it. There's going to be a beta coming up because Splatoon is yeah. Splatoon is coming what summer? Oh no, Splatoon is earlier than that. Uh, in fact, I think yeah, this weekend yeah. was a Splatoon weekend. Gabs was saying or something like that they were doing, or it was coming up. So, but the thing is, I mean, let's 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 recap this. The online, or not recap, but explain it. The online, in case you guys didn't know, isn't on the console. It doesn't exist on the Switch. Nintendo has found a way to make online even more ridiculously convoluted and stupid than their friend code system. They've gone ahead 
and put their online on a link that is tied to an app that you use on your smartphone or your tablet or other smart device. So if you want to invite friends, you want to talk to friends, you want to start games, you want to do any of that stuff, it's, you have to literally go off of the console that you're doing all this on to another smart, which is, by the way, the console that you're holding in your hand is basically a glorified cell phone without a fucking self receiver on it. I wonder if they do that because it can't, ha- the, the, it just can't handle it. Maybe, maybe it there's just not enough, going, I don't think it, not enough going on. <laughs> it's I got don't more, I, I don't the think it's that. Processor in, well, then the why else would they the switch is stupid. better than a phone because by a mile. Dumb. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Maybe a, they have some sort of... There must be some crazy, hidden agenda or something. Yeah, I don't maybe know. Maybe they've got some crazy fucking Nintendo idea that might work or maybe it won't, but I can't come up with a reasonable reason as to why anybody would offload all online functionality to an app or something on a smart device that isn't the smart device you're holding in your hands already. It's crazy to me. <laughs> and then to go That's further fair. than that, they want to make you pay for that online service now. Uh, and if you pay for it to get the premium features like, you know, they do with the PS4 and Xbox One, you know, on the PS4 and Xbox One, you get like free games every month. And if you download it within that window, you just keep those games now. They're in your library. You have them forever. And they put out some pretty sick games on those services. And if I was more of a console gamer, I'd be in heaven because some of the stuff they put out is incredible, Right. Nintendo oh, yeah. was like, oh, that's a pretty good idea. But here's, here's our version of it. The glorious, glorious Nippon Steel version of online console stuff. We're going to go ahead. We're going to only make it about the virtual console stuff. And we're going to give it to you to play for a month. Nippon foam. And then we're going to take it away from you. <laughs> and you don't keep... So not only is it not like... Not only is it is it going to be like older retroy games, but they're only going to be available to you for a short period, and then they just take it away from you, and it's no longer attached to your account. Rip. Why? No, again, I, but anyway. we've been bashing on it. But I'm, I'm here's a surprising thing, though. This is a surprising thing, and you know, again, this comes down to an area that Jeff and I are very interested in: money. Um, and this is the big thing. Um, <laughs> I was surprised because um, Nintendo One is doubling up on production. They go and went instead of twenty, instead of doing eight million consoles, they've upped it to sixteen million, which is part of the reason why they shut down production of the Wii U. But the interesting thing was GameStop and Best Buy both came out and said we can't keep the console in stock. Every time we get a new shipment, it's gone within hours. Like, I think um, mm. one of the GameStop directors is like, we had an entire block of stores that sold out within two hours of the shipment arriving. And we Yeah, did, but GameStop get gets like enough. six consoles at a time. No, they've been, uh, no, they've been, they've increased it from the initial launch releases. They've been getting, you know, 15, 20 per store, if not more. And they've just, just gone. Best Buy gets even more in per shipment. And Nintendo's just, like, oh, yeah, Best and Buy I'm surprised sure. by that. I'm surprised by that because I'm like, yeah, I know it's Nintendo, and you know they they kind of thrive on the initial like, you know, low stock, hard to find. But you know, usually within the first month, it it subsides. But you know, they're still going strong. Like, it's, GameStop's like, it looks like it's going to be like this for the foreseeable, you know, f- at least six seven months. Yeah, it probably will be before like stock gets under. Still doesn't change the fact I'm not I'm not run no to buy one tomorrow. Oh yeah, so, there's no. Mm, it is and, what it is. To give my like short to give my short rundown. Um, 
there's no reason, unless you're an absolute rabid Zelda fan, yeah. to go out and buy a Switch right now. Yeah. Wait until Mario comes out. Wait until like uh, one of that like killer title for you comes out. Wait and see. You know, there might even go. There might even be some kind of sale. I doubt it this year, but you know, there's nothing right now to say unless you're going to play Zelda. Run out and buy this thing. There will 110. percent We have this on audio now. There will 110 percent be a fifty dollar cut for holidays. I'm going to say that right now. I don't think so. With no fail. So. $50 cut. Without fail. I'm going to bet you $50 in December <laughs> that there will be no price cut. Really? You don't think Are they're going to price cut on a console that is right now going on? They're not going to price cut hardcore. on the Switch. I'm going to cut my wrists gonna... if I talk about the Switch <laughs> for any longer. That's what I'm well, going to do. Good news, yeah. Jeff. Good news, Jeff. Because we're going to move on to the next hot topic yeah. of Thank the day. You. <laughs> and that's Mass Effect Andromeda, which oh uh, Panic is wearing <laughs> the perfect N7 sweater for. So this is another. This is this is the uh, I like to call Mass Effect Andromeda the Nintendo the Nintendo Switch of uh, of the gaming world this week or the games uh, this week because uh, it was super hyped because it's Mass Effect. Nobody expects Mass Effect to be anything less than at least above average minimum. And then it comes in and it's hot garbage for most reviewers. It's And the reason why I call it hot garbage is because if a reviewer gives something like Mass Effect, you have to think about this. Mass Effect is a game in a, or a series that has a huge amount of weight behind it. Mm-hmm. It's one of the most loved franchises in modern gaming to this point. And so when a new one comes out, there is a predisposition to most reviewers to automatically say, there is no way this can be lower than a seven, maybe not even lower than an eight. Hmm. So when reviews start coming out and you're seeing sixes for Mass Effect Andromeda before release day, so not Hmm. only is it Mass Effect Andromeda, but it's a pre-release review, you know something's fucked up. (laughs) <laughs> like really, I will, really I, bad. I will fight you, but probably <laughs> not with anything lethal. So, <laughs> like maybe a pillow fight or something. It's. I mean, it's <laughs> not. No, I'm not. Uh, you know, when I say, yeah. you know, now just because I'm saying is, I haven't played it yet myself, right? So I, I can't, I can't definitively say the game is truly hot garbage. But what I'm saying is, it has to be. There has to be some merit to that when that thing happens because uh, when something like that happens because a AAA title like Mass Effect, pre-release reviews from like a GameSpot and shit going south of 8 out of 10 is almost unheard of. Like that's super fucking crazy. So as somebody here, one, again, one of the three of us that have actually played the game, what has been, because I've talked to several people that have played the game as well, so I have some more opinions on stuff that's been going on. What What is your take on what you've played so far? Um, so the game itself, and for me, I'm really torn. Um, I am a huge Mass Effect junkie and this game hits all the notes for like, if when I'm playing it, when I'm hearing it, when I'm hearing the dialogue, I'm watching it and I'm like, this is 110% Mass Effect. Like there's no doubt of what the game is, but at the same time, I'm like, there, there's just a lot of off notes on the game that just... I don't even want to say it's bad or good. Like, I don't have, like, I've I've thought about it for a while because I knew I'd be doing this today. And I'm just like, I don't have an opinion on whether it's good or bad. I can only talk about specific pieces of it. Um, The analogy I best came up with um, was you have, like, this epic movie franchise, right? 
mm-hmm. and you you you've developed it over years. You have massive loyal fan base, and everyone loves it. And that's Mass Effect one through three. Um, but now you've been approached, and you need to make this like you know longer run, wider audience. Now you got to make this thing into a TV show, right? But you have to make that budget stretch over a much longer period of time. You need to make a much wider game. Um, and, you, you know, some sacrifices have to happen. And I, that's kind of what I feel like this game is. Um, this game has a ton of stuff to do. I've been so, so are you saying that, that Bioware is the marvel of the <laughs> video game world? I'm, I might say so because, again, like the game's got just so much stuff going on, so much stuff to do. There's just a ton of stuff, and it's actually like put together in a coherent way, so it doesn't feel like I'm doing random garbage all the time. There's some of those stupid, like, you know, just go here, do this, whatever quests. Um, but the game just feels like it has a lot of this stuff that you can go and do, and you are actually kind of exploring this new universe. But at the same time, it lacks that depth or the gravitas that Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3 had. Um and I don't know I, I I don't know if I have a problem with that so far. Like the things that have really gotten me that are annoying is much like when you have to expand a movie franchise or TV shows, you kind of have to cut the production quality. So yeah, there have been definitely some times where I've been disconcerted where the animations are looking like I think I had an entire conversation with an NPC where I was just instead of listening to the dialogue, I was like, "Does this person have like a lazy eye and doesn't quite know where to look?" <laughs> Or <laughs> am I just like positioned in the wrong way? Um, and then some <laughs> of the facial animations. Which eye do are, I look at? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then other parts of it, you know, the, the the facial animations just seem weird, or the mouth wasn't moving properly. Kind of like Ubisoft level of oh, we screwed up on animation. Ooh. Um, and it, it's kind of problematic. And the dialogue definitely seems like it's a step below Mass Effect One, Two, and Three. Um, but the, then I realized that. There's just so much in the game. Everything, like a lot of the, di- almost all the dialogue is voice acted. Everything is animated. There's stuff moving around. So I kind of feel like they went a little bit more quantity than quality, a little bit too far. Mm. But again, I'm not sure I have a problem with that because it all depends on kind of how, you know, Bioware and EA go forward with it. Because the game has a lot of polish, you know, aside from plot and story. And characters, because characters are interesting, but, you know, I have stuff I don't want to spoil, so whatever. Um, but the gameplay is actually really good. Um, the skill system's completely opened up. The weapon system's completely opened up. You have stuff from all over. They've added a ton of new stuff. The crafting system is actually not terrible, like, you know, compared to other Mass Effect games. Um, it's it's one of the tighter crafting systems I've had, similar to kind of Dragon Age Inquisition. Um and the combat is actually really fluid and fun. Like the addition of the jetpack I thought was going to be a – or jump jets or whatever I thought was going to be a gimmick. But it plays really well. It's really fluid. It integrates really well. The cover system – again, games have really screwed up cover systems over the past couple of years. Um, but it works pretty well in this game. Um, I haven't gotten frustrated with it. I've been playing along. I've been enjoying it. Even the multiplayer is good. So – from a gameplay perspective, I feel like they hit all the points on the design of the gameplay. Um, and then the concept of the universe, again, they did really well. It's just kind of the execution on like the minutia of the you know animation quality, um, some of the dialogue being a little campier or not as um highbrow as you know Mass Effect one, two, or three. Have um, you been have you been having you're you know, on the PC, right? 
Yeah, definitely on the PC. Yeah, so, so you're, um, so you're on the PC. Have you been running into, into any, like, technical hitches outside of the, you know, we all, I think I think it's common knowledge now that the game looks like it was animated by somebody who was practicing messing around with, like, movie FX back in I think high the school, Dragon Ball so Z really animation. The Dragon Ball Z animators might have been learning 3D design for this one. <laughs> yeah, Dragon Ball yeah. Super, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we um, again, all we all um, know we all know that that's bad. But what what have you hit any like major? Because I've heard various things. For example, I'll, get, I'll just give you some examples. Um, people are complaining about quality of life uh, issues. Where, for example, M on the keyboard opens up the map, but you can't press M to close it. You can't press Escape to close it. You have to back cycle through all the menus. Same for the journal button. Uh, people are running around yeah. NPCs trying to find the magic pixel that you can press A to talk to them type shit. So have you run into any of that uh, kind of yeah. stuff? I have a little bit of that. Um, it's not The magic pixel isn't as bad as everyone makes it out to be. You have to be standing mm. in the 180-degree arc in front of the person. You don't run up to someone and talk to them from behind them. So you actually have to mm. go to the side or to the front of them to do it. <laughs> so it's not a magic pixel. I found that out very early. Um, I don't. I actually didn't run into the M problem, but the one that really annoyed me, they added a scanner mechanic in the game, which is actually really cool and nice to have. Um, they added a scanner mechanic, but you have to press the G button to bring it up, and then you can walk around kind of like Batman or Arkham Asylum's like detective mode or whatever. But it's right next to the H key, um, and the H key brings up mm. the menu. So literally, oh, I'll be no. walking around, go to turn off the scanner, and now I'm in the menu. Or I'm trying to turn uh. on the scanner. I'm like, damn it, I'm in the menu. And then I get annoyed because <laughs> I have to hit escape to get out of the menu. And then I go to press G again. And since I'm an idiot, I press H again. So there'll be a couple of times <laughs> I'll just get in that loop. And I'm just like, I am an You're idiot. You're caught in a menu loop for eternity. You're just stuck yeah. in, in yeah. Mass Effect um, menu. Yeah, so again, from the gameplay perspective, they hit the notes. Um, I just wish there was a bit more polish. I've definitely run into a couple of bugs here and there where I go to a spawn and there aren't anyone, there isn't anyone there. So I have to like fast travel somewhere <laughs> and then come back. And I'm like, that was just a waste of like a couple of minutes. Have you run into but, any yeah. bugs where the side quests have, have hit points where you can't finish them? Because I've heard from a few people in the community uh, that they've run into instances where they now have side quests that are in you know, they're incompletable if that's even a word i'm just going to roll with it but you know what i mean like <laughs> have, you, have you hit that, that yet? If, i don't think i've seen any that have gotten stuck but here's the thing um there's like a billion side quests i, I might not be exaggerating that number um like donald trump level huge amount of side quests there's like i'm <laughs> walking around i'm just still finding them even on places that i thought i had finished i'm like oh there's more quests um and it's tough to do um the big problem though is um there's definitely some triggers um in the game where i'll be walking and there'll be like dialogue i'm like i already finished that quest or something random and it's kind of like from a bioware mm. title it's a little mm -hmm. jarring because you don't expect them to have those polish problems or those qa problems and that's where so, my big disappointment is again i don't it's not i don't feel like it's not a done game so for Even those for those people yeah, so for those people who are going into Mass Effect Andromeda, let's say you're selling this to 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 Jeff. Jeff, let's pretend no. that you're no. Let, don't sell this to me. This is let, not. This pretend, is not Jeff's game. Let, let's pre, let's pretend that 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 uh, that you were selling this to to Jeff, who is who you would basically. It's like selling a condom to a nun at this point. It's pretty pretty damn tough. Let's pretend you're selling it to Jeff. What are what makes up the best of Mass Effect Andromeda as a player, 
because I'm interested to see how that compares to the series as it's been to this point. So I want to know from you what what you think in in as quick as you can be about it. The the strongest points of this game for selling it. It's the best combat gameplay in the entire series. That's okay. that's the long and short of it. Um, that you know, the, I'm not sold compared to like third person shooters. <laughs> I'm not sold. I, I, are you, are you sure, sold. Jeff? I, uh, are you sure? There's no way I can sell you on this. There's no way I can sell you on this, man. <laughs> well, what I, to be in what I'm hearing. All right, I've been keeping my mouth shut here because we got to talk about yeah. two things that I give zero fucks about: the Nintendo Switch <laughs> and Mass Effect. I want to hear I your fucks right now. Don't give a fuck. And what I'm hearing from you, Tabine, is this. Well, guys, it's a lesser quality of the last three Mass Effects. If the ratings are shit, people are saying the game is half-ass or shit, chances are it's shit, all right? To somebody that loves Mass Effect like you, you're going to enjoy it because it's the same lore. You're going to enjoy it because it's the same world. You're going to enjoy it because it's what you love. But I don't think they've done themselves any favors in getting anybody new going into Mass Effect that haven't played before on the simple fact of the bad press. And if I was going to get sold on something, I would have needed to know that this, Jeff, if you if you didn't play Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3, you got to play this one. Because this one, it changes the game. But what I got from you is, you know, you really like uh, uh, Civil War. You really like... <laughs> You know, uh, the Avengers. Well, this guess what? This is not what? a game. This is not you a game. You get Iron Fist. Do you like it or <laughs> yeah. not? That's what I've been getting out this of this conversation. Oh, and I'm going to no. be honest. And that's exactly Iron right. Fist. That's exactly right. Like I told you. Oh, you should have understood this when I said. It's unacceptable. This is not they, a game. This is not a game for people who didn't like the first Mass Effects or weren't even interested. This is a game for fans, which I'm okay with, but... Honestly, yeah, it's not it's not one of those games where I'm going to try to sell it's, someone because I played this, this game and like, I didn't have an opinion on it for a while. It sounds like it's your your favorite TV show that you really love, and then the main actor <laughs> decides that he's bigger than the show, and he doesn't want to fucking do it anymore, and he's got fucking Hollywood calling his name, making $20 million a movie, opposed to his $100,000 an episode, and so <laughs> he leaves the show, and you're like, well, I'm still going to watch it because I love the show, but guess what? The show is never the same. The show will go on until eventually it dies or it becomes a halo where they're milking the tits out of it. And even some of the people that loved Mass Effect are coming out saying, I don't love this game. So, okay, so I'm here's, not hearing I anything. Yeah. I, I, I'm here's, out. I, that's it. That's, that's so, my piece. That's it. I'm so, and you're out. So as, so, as, so as somebody, I'm going to wrap this up on my side. So as Jeff was just saying, yeah. you know, if, if Panic's selling that to somebody who's a fan of the series, right? What Panic saying yeah. makes it look like that's not even going to be a, a sale. So for myself, as somebody who loves the series, Mass Effect Andromeda puts me off exactly for the point that, that Tabine made when I asked him, what is the strongest point of Mass Effect Andromeda? If the first word that doesn't come out of your mouth is story, you've already fucking lost me because Mass Effect is yeah. about characters and story. It is not about the fucking combat, no matter how hard they want to do it. It's cool that you strive for better combat because obviously that's a pretty nice thing to have. But as a as an entire series based on conversations and story driven character development and world building, you know, not even world building, this universe is, building. This is gonna kill the game. This is gonna kill the game for you. Then when I say this, um, I'm I've been playing this game for about sixteen hours and I still don't know. 
which character I would like to bang in the game. Oh, I have unacceptable. no interest in any of them in that respect. I know it's unacceptable. If you already have a space waifu, you're already, it's already, it's fun. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm like, I'm not interested in any of these characters. We, we all know that, that, that Tally respect. is the only spa- space waifu anyway, they're, yeah. so it doesn't, it doesn't matter. They're well written, and, they're, and I've definitely been laughing at the dialogue, but I'm like, yeah, I'm not that interested. Let's go do more stuff. You know what I'm interested in? I'm interested in a glass of fucking water right now, and I'm interested in selling out. But first, before we go to break, I'm going to let everybody know once again that Technical Alpha is available right now on iTunes. Go search it up. Go get on that bandwagon, because I know so many people put me on blast for not having iTunes set up before we even had a podcast, which is literally impossible, but I'm going to let that slide, because now we're on iTunes, and we're on Google Play Music, and we're on SoundCloud and everything, all of those links, everything, on technicalalpha.audio. You can go and get all of that there. It's also linked through Patreon. If you're on YouTube watching this right now, everything, including the raw RSS link, is in the description below. So go and consume this podcast however you damn well please. Gentlemen, we are going to go to break. When we come back, we're getting into stuff that Jeff does give a fuck about. We're going to start it off with some movie talk. It's movie talk coming up now. Uh, We're going to be talking about John Wick 2. We're going to be talking about the Matrix reboot and how that's fucked up right when we come back. But before we do, got to sell out first, guys. So sit tight. We will return. Hey guys, if you're enjoying Technical Alpha and are interested in supporting us, do I have a solution for you? We've set up a Patreon page to help us help you help us and you. We've got a list of options that would make a used car salesman cry that provide you with a range of goodies for your support. Head on over to patreon.com slash technicalalpha to see what's up for grabs. Do you like badges and stuff? Subscribe to us on Twitch TV to get, well, badges and stuff. Technical Alpha is live-streamed every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on twitch.tv slash technicalalpha, so if you're in the neighborhood, be sure to stop by. Listening to us on iTunes, Google Play Music, or another podcast app? If you're having a good time, be sure to give us a thumbs up. It's a simple thing, but it goes a long way in helping us reach more people, and really, more people should be able to judge us feverishly. It's only fair. Honestly, though, while we like to joke about the cello, just being a regular listener is a huge help, and we're incredibly thankful for all of your support. Technical Alpha will continue soon, so sit tight. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry for that double audio. Uh, That didn't happen in testing. I have OBS Studio set for monitoring so I can actually hear the advertisement myself and know when it ends. But apparently, uh, the boys at OBS don't understand what the word monitoring means. And so they're sending the monitor also through to you guys, which is a little strange. Maybe they're relying on me to send it through a different output. I don't know. But you got double me for a bit. And then on top of that, it didn't want to rewind after we switched to the screen. So, you know, everything just catches on fire. So with that being it's said, guys, head on off. over to our Patreon and uh, go throw money <laughs> at the screen. We currently have 254 Patreons, which is pretty incredible. Let's hit that 260 by the end of this uh, oh. this stream here. How does that sound for sellouts oh. if you couldn't get it in? The ones the ones listening to this in audio form is going to get the double sellout right now. The double, okay. the, the double, double. If you're, if you're listening double, to this on dogs. audio right now, make sure you give us that five-star rating on iTunes and go follow us on iTunes. Five-star <laughs> ratings, five-star ratings. Go, 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 go. Five-star ratings. 
Shameless. We're just going to have so to start shameless. to give Adam to give me the floor when it comes to the shamelessly selling out part. All right. Yeah, of course. I don't hold well, back. I, mean, I don't hold back. Who who else are we supposed to rely on but you for the shameless advertising? Really, I mean, you were the master, you're the hype man. Uh, you're the you're the master the of the PIR. Man. You're the mm. the the king of of Cena. You even have a damn cutout behind you. It's kind of it's, it's kind of creepy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. After that uh, that little break, arena, we are now going to talk about things that Jeff wants to talk about. So if you didn't hear enough Jeff in the first half. Boy, do I have good news for you. We're going to hop uh, right into some movie talk. Uh, we were discussing what we were going to actually choose to talk about this week for movies. We uh, rolled around some ideas and, excuse me, the uh, what we landed on was John Wick 2. Mostly because John Wick 2 is fucking awesome. <laughs> and yeah, we've all seen it. Up, but my light ruins it. Yeah, like like kind of messing with that that poor poster, but it's um you know it's been out for a while. We can we can talk about it. Uh, we can talk around things as as best we can for you guys. Uh, but please be warned, it might you might catch something you consider be a spoiler whenever we talk about movies. But we do our best to talk around it. But Mr. Black, I'm gonna give you the floor. Well, I'm for gonna this. I'm not gonna spoil anything. So I, well, no, I'm no, 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 no. But what I'm saying what yeah. I'm saying is one of the three of us might accidentally the whole thing. When we're just talking we're about the movie, here. it can, it can, it can, you know, it can happen. So I'm just saying there's a chance, but we're going to do our very best that you don't get any kind of spoilers. But uh, Mr. Black, John Wick 2, we all agree, fantastic movie, better than the first one, which is uh, a feat because the first one was pretty damn good in its own, in its own respect. Uh, and Keanu, who is now 187 years old, just seems to be forever 19 and doing some of the sickest action stuff uh, I've seen in a good long time. What was uh, what was your take on uh, on John Wick two? Uh, uh yeah, I thought it was great. It's my uh, second favorite movie of the yeah third favorite movie of the year. Uh, there's been some really good movies that came out this year. Um, but I'm not going to get into those. It, it, it's up there. Um, and it's it's actually been one of my favorite movies in quite some time. Not not even just of this year. Uh, I just think John Wick 2 was everything that you want a sequel to be. When you watch a movie, you know, I mean, we are going to talk about The Matrix here soon, just to keep it into the, uh, the Keanu uh, theme of things. But, mm-hmm. you know, the first Matrix came out and it was an incredible film. Matrix Reloaded came out, and although it was serviceable, it was not as good as the first movie. I think universally everybody will agree. Um, and, but here, this was just great. It was just a great continuation of the story, and that's what I love so much about this. It wasn't, you know, the gun they call it. That stuff was great. Um, it even got more intense, all kinds of headshots. It was just, it was amazing. But what really did it for me was the fact that they really dug into the the story. They they dug into the gold coins and 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 more on what they're used and and the 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 safe haven hotels and um, all that. We got to see some new assassins and some backstory on those assassins, and we got little pieces of that in the first film. And when the first film came out, I was like, oh. My God, this mm. could be an amazing trilogy if they do it right and they get more into 
the 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 lure of of everything the back the the story the because you know what great action's great you know you can watch a, a movie like yeah, yeah. on Bach and you can watch a movie like the protector and uh the raid to you can watch these great action films, and they're I was going to say, keep amazing. going, Tony Jaa. You're two for two. I was like, well, how many more Tony Jaa well, movies just, you drop? The reason, the reason why <laughs> I say those is because typically in those films, the stories are garbage. I think in in Ambok, well, yeah, it's, it's, it's it's like a burning elephant action. and fucking yeah, yeah, you know yeah. just some really weird dumb shit. But it well, it's to be just, fair, it, where that where that so movie was made, pleasant. that's not. That's not weird, dumb shit. Elephants are like fucking gods. Well, so it was, you I, know, under, made, I understand that, but uh, the point is, I'm trying to make here is it wasn't a an action film no, with yeah, yeah, with yeah. just uh, a set piece after set piece after set piece. Yeah, yeah. They really made some story here. They added to the character. There was a good reason why he was coming back into mm-hmm. uh, this this line of work, so to speak. It wasn't just kind of oh we're gonna he's gonna unretire because it wasn't we need, it wasn't a, we need taking, a second movie and that was it right it wasn't taking it wasn't yeah, the exactly. taking thing it was like how many family family members do you have left that we can take from you <laughs> exactly they, they so, expanded the lore just so much without actually having to make it gimmicky and I was surprised even in the first one they just like I was expecting just be Keanu Reeves shooting people and killing people but I was yeah. like surprised I'm like oh wow they thought about this a lot without actually having to put a lot of effort into the demonstrating it on screen. Yeah. But then the second one was like even further. It's like exploded the whole thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I, like, oh. and, and I loved it. Um, in fact, I'm going to be honest with you. I almost want the franchise to stop. I almost want it to, mm. to end. And that's going to sound really weird because uh, without spoiling anything, they most certainly open it up for a mm. franchise. I mean, it's obvious what they want to do with this, with this, with this franchise. The reason why I say that is because I feel like. If and when a third one happens, it's going to happen. It's just it's going to happen. Well, yeah, of course. Um, at least I'm, the third, I'm, yeah. I'm nervous because I feel like this one here got the gung fu, the gun fu shit, all that. It was great, but I will say, towards the end of the movie, it did get a little stupid. Um, there were there were some things at the very end of the movie where I was like, uh, you know, it's. It, the movie never took has taken itself all that serious. You know, it, it has some some serious tones it to it, but it, exactly, it knows exactly what it is. Sometimes you get an action movie that is you know uh, super serious in terms of tone, but yet some of the things are just so outrageous. You're, it just takes you out of it. You're like, what the hell? And then you've got some other movies like Triple X. Um, where it's just stupid, but it knows it's stupid, or how the fra- the Fast and the Franchise, uh, uh, Fast and the Furious franchise started making movies that isn't about racing cars anymore. It's it's more of a heist thing, but it knows what it is. You know, you've got The Rock, you got Jason Statham. They're doing their they're doing their sticks. You know, The Rock is giving you know the rock bottoms and people elbows in the movie. It knows what it is. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. And, and and John Wick John Wick knows what it is. But towards the end of the movie, there are some things that were happening, and I was I was kind of taken out of it a little bit, going, uh, you know, y- you can push some things on me, but some things I was like, I- I'm not really for that. And just because the way it ended and the direction that it was going, I was like, I am scared for the third one, because if they don't expand more on the character and really sum up this story, then I feel like we can get a matrix on our hands and we'll talk about the matrix yep. but i it was it's weird man because usually a movie gets worse and then and then you're like well fuck this i don't want to see a third a third comes out and you're like well you know i'm going to go see it cuz i'm invested here the first one was great the second one was even better 
And now I'm scared because I don't want this good thing to go to waste. It's a good problem to I have, like, really. I feel like they can it. do one more movie. I think they can do one more movie. I know they can, and, yeah. And I'm just yeah. nervous about it because no, I, I feel like they if, can do it well, one more movie. If they go in, the thing is, is I don't think it's going to do it for me if they go in and they rehash another John Wick 2. I think they need to step it oh, up yeah, again. No. But I think if they step it up again, what... A, where like what more can they do um in terms of, like in t- the action's fine but in terms of the story and and even elevating the action because the action does get a little monotonous after a while it does become repetitive there are some cool set pieces um and and stuff like that w- w- that add to the fight scenes it, it's but tiring it, to watch it's thank you that's exactly what I was going with. it's very tiring it's not transformers tiring but it's most certainly it, it gets to you and i think if the third one came out they may feel a, a, an urgency to really throw more of it at you and and just shove it down your throat and say you know you love john wick and that we're giving you what you love and at the same time i want that but i don't want it overdone you know i, I don't want it to be this a joke of itself i i want the quality to stay and i don't know how they make it better and that's like adam said it's a bad or it's a good problem to have when i yeah. when i can't think of it getting any better i'm just like you know i'm ready to call it quits but i at the same time i don't want to call it quits because <laughs> i want to know what happens you know I feel like they should give it like the one more movie, give us those awesome set pieces, but like focus on kind of wrapping up the plot for at least the John Wick character. I mean, I know it's not going to happen. We're probably going to get like John Wick 12 when Keanu Reeves is like 100 years old and still looks exactly the same. So we'll see where that goes. (laughs) I feel like they should call the third movie, though, World War Wick. Oh, God. World War Wick. World War Wick. (laughs) No, I I think... I I mean my take on John Wick 2 is uh and and the John Wick series in general is I think I think it's um I think it's a pretty important film specifically because for yes. what what Jeff was talking about where uh, or I'm not even a film but a franchise now because where Jeff was talking about how it's not just a bunch of set pieces for an hour and 45 minutes uh, where you get you know Tony Jaw going up a 47-story building and breaking 176 kneecaps on the way up to the top. You know it's not what it is. Uh, it has a story. It has lore. It has a world-building aspect to it. And not only does it have that, but it's done really damn well. well. And it's not yeah. ham-fisting, punching you in the face with exposition. Yeah. It's doing it underhandedly. It's feeding it in. Uh, passively, it's not in your face about it. You you see it when John. The the most obvious example is wherever John goes, everybody knows who John Wick is. The mailman knows him. The f- fucking cops know him. The fireman, the deli dude, the fucking uh, homeless bum on the street. Everybody knows John Wick. Other assassins obviously know who John Wick uh, is as a person, and the and the wide berth. That everybody gives the man because he's the he's the the dude who's who talks soft and carries a big ass stick is John Wick. He barely has to do anything, and everybody's like, "Please God, don't tell me John Wick is coming after me." And oh, yeah. and there's I, I wish I could spoil because there's some really awesome stuff they did in the second movie that even elevated that style of letting you know who John Wick is. Um, in but it, there's more. There's uh, kind of, I can. Yeah. No, go ahead. Oh, uh, you know, I was gonna say uh, w- without spoiling, like the first movie raises a lot of questions on like the universe and the lore. 
Yeah. And again, yes. built up this legend of John Wick. The second movie, like, again, you had a lot of questions after the first movie. Like, what does it mean to be an assassin's world? But this movie kind of takes you through the journey with John of being an assassin in the world. But again, like Adam said, it's not beating you in the face with the details. It's kind yeah, of like yeah. you're like the passive observer kind of following along. And you're seeing what's happening without them saying, oh, this is what's going on. And you get it answers all of these questions. Like I was watching it afterwards and I'm like, oh, wow, that's actually pretty cool how they came around and how that happens for, you know, very Absolutely. set piece of what it's like to be an assassin in the John Wick universe, which was yeah. pretty, pretty cool still, in my opinion. The expanded thing for me there beyond the, the storytelling is and why I also find it an important an important series is that think of how many action movies exist. Period. I'm not even going to put a timeline on it. Just period that have had uh, a main like a star of the film be able to be so committed to their role and 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 learning all of this stuff that they can just literally go out and wide angle shot. Every fucking action scene, there's none of these fast, shaky, fucking Tourette syndrome scenes. It's it's not Liam Neeson jumping a fence in 26 cuts. It's literally just, it's it's Keanu Reeves in a wide cut in like two takes. Uh, I watched a podcast where the guys were, were interviewed about, I can't remember which podcast it was off the top of my head, and they said one of the things was how many takes for a lot of these, you know, things because they're all wide angle you don't do a wide shot a thousand times you're going to be there until you know the end of eternity and they said honestly Keanu is so damn good we do like two takes everybody would be there they'd be practiced they'd be rehearsed it would work he'd go in he'd smash it 10 out of 10 11 out of 10 on to the next scene and it'd be over there's there's a scene so, there's a scene in the movie he filmed with 104 fever where he learned the choreography for the move, for like the scene day of, like he had, yeah. he's trained so hard with the weapons and the martial arts and all of it that he walked so, in that morning he had 104 fever and he just he went over with the guy and then it. they filmed it. So I think yeah. it's important because uh, because uh, it shows that it's possible to not have to lean on uh, as an action movie. You can be a, like we all know Keanu Reeves isn't like some thespian god. We know he's not some sort of like. Oscar-nominated genius of an actor in terms of his actual acting chops, though I think the roles he does, he does well. I think it's important, though, uh, in in that he shows that you don't have to then just become a muscle-bound whatever dude that power bombs people through concrete. You can do this kind of stuff and really change how the genre is. Because how many movies do you think are going to try and come up and be John Wick now that that's been so popular? How much gung, how much gun foo do you think we're going to fucking see now? That's going to be a term that people use in movies now. Think of when we go into the Matrix. Too. Yeah, how many people used bullet time shit after the Matrix came out? And it was just another, It was and it became another gimmick. People are going to try and do this wide angle, one take, uh, super hyper re- I would call it hyper realism in the action scenes in this movie. Well, I think I think what and they Daredevil did, did it is too, yeah. and, and and it's not it's nothing that's new. I think they they it's they just done better on, than everything. They brought on well, it, 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 not a lot of movies have done this in North America. There's been a lot of foreign films that have had this yeah, type yeah. of intensity, this gritty action type thing. Um, that just really wasn't Americanized, uh, and they even said uh, when they when they were doing the gun foo, is you know technically when when he's doing his shooting and stuff, 
you know, shooting just not because he does a lot of this. Like when he when he shoots, he he moves forward with his guns, like his whole body just kind of like that. And technically, that wouldn't actually make you a better shooter. It would it would you know fuck with your well, with your well, aim? No, of course. But not. they do but that on, on purpose. Camera, you have to look. They, they do they do that on purpose to bring a new flavor to using guns. And he he uses guns in a way like he would use his body. Like if you were to be punching and kicking people. It's it, there's something artistic about what he does um, that that really adds some power the action. To it. Yeah, yeah, and and that's what's really great. So um, you know, in 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 all, if you guys haven't watched John Wick, uh, the first one, you should definitely watch the first one before you watch the second one. Um, that's one thing that I really loved about the first one is how how smart the film was. It was like it knew what it was, but at the same time, for real movie buffs like myself. They threw a lot of little things in there where I'm going, oh, my God. Okay, whoa. It got you thinking. Like, I remember when I left the theater, I was like, and when I gave the movie a rating, I think out of 10, I gave it an 8 out of 10 when I first saw it. Um, and then when I when I rewatched it, it kind of went up to about a 9. And then when I saw John Wick 2, I'm still at like a 9, closer to a 10 in terms of what it is. Is it a perfect movie? No. But it it knows what it is, and it does it well. I absolutely love John Wick. I'm scared for the third one, but you know it'll take my money. And, you know, I, I have faith. I really do. If they come out with another one, hopefully it'll tie up and that'll be the show. Here, here's our segue. Here's our segue to stay to stay on with what we've got going right now. Here's our segue is I think I think it's particularly telling that John Wick is a good series, um, particularly for Keanu himself, when for the last however many years now – the internet has referred to Keanu as Neo, and now he is no longer Neo. Everyone refers to Keanu mm-hmm. Reeves as John Wick. And that's mm-hmm. when you replace <laughs> Neo from yeah. The Matrix, that's a pretty big leap. So I think that's that's pretty telling about, about the series well, in general. Speaking John- of The Matrix. Yeah. Oh. I'm sorry, Panic. I'm speaking of, of the, the Matrix. Matrix. Speaking of The Matrix, uh, we're getting a reboot. Of the Matrix, well, and not I, for sure. It's not for well, sure. not for sure. But it's mm-hmm. it's being the fact that it's even on a table somewhere. Like somebody has had like something in their hands that says, "We think it might be a good idea to redo the Matrix, mm-hmm. or reboot it, or extend it, or whatever the fuck adjectives they're going to put on the front of that." <laughs> what what you know? So I don't know all that much about it. I just know that I think it's crazy because it hasn't even been twenty years yet. What mm-hmm. do you guys think about that? We'll start with Jeff. Um, so yeah, um, for one, for those that don't know, um, Matrix is one of the greatest trilogies of all time. Um, depending on who you ask, I mean, it's, it's one of the, it's one of the, uh, most influential, it's one of the most influential franchises in movie history, simply because... Yes, and 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 most certainly the first, but I think even the even the second and the third just kind of all together. Yeah, um, I agree. And without and without getting into, uh, you know, all three films because we're going to keep this talking about a potential reboot. Um, it's a, it's it's a very beloved franchise, and it's a beloved franchise because you know in its time it was it was just wow. You went to the theater. And it, you've never seen a bullet in slow motion 
and coming at you and you're and and watching Neo, you know, I think it was in the second one where he where he puts his hand out um, and all first. the bullets. It's at the very uh, so like towards the very end of the first one where he stops it and then he jumps. Yes, into okay, Agent so he Smith does it. I think he does life. it. Yeah, I think he does it twice. So the, yeah, the, the first one he does it, but in the second yeah, one yeah. where he's got the glasses on and there's a bit of bajillion bullets in front of him, he just stops them. Yeah, all. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so you know, just seeing things like that, you know, the whole whoa, and I mean, there's even that thing where. Uh, what's her face is is up in the air and she's doing the whole that you know, 360, 360 camera shit the 360 that was camera. the first time that was ever done to my knowledge wasn't it it was it was the first time and so everybody yeah. started doing it i mean everybody started doing it even like in sports they started doing it yeah, you'd yeah. watch sports replays and you'd see slow motion like camera it was just the thing and it still is today so when when i think of it i go well I, i'm gonna be the I, I know where adam's going with this adam's gonna be like I don't want to see the Matrix rebooted. Um, I kind of do, and I, I'm going to say this for one. For one, the the Matrix reboot isn't actually going to be a reboot of the Matrix. They're going to be doing a prequel to the Matrix, and they're trying to get Michael B. Jordan to play Morpheus, and they want to reboot the franchise, but start with a prequel and then go from there. Now I'm okay with this. Um, I'm I'm okay because I would actually like to know a lot about Morpheus. Morpheus was a character that we never really knew a whole Lawrence lot Fishburne about. Is a god. He is a god. Um, <laughs> although he hasn't really done anything that relevant since the Matrix. Almost all. No, of No, he's his- just gone back to his African roots now. He just walks around in African garb and he and he bees John, you know, Lawrence Fishburne for a. And his daughter, I do believe, was getting smashed by uh, Lexington Steel. I think his daughter did porn, and he was really <laughs> salty about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. You looked that up. Um, unfortunate. Very unfortunate, because that's a huge dick. That's a huge dick. Um, so, And he was really <laughs> upset about that, too. But the the thing the thing that I, I like about this idea is if we get you know somebody like Michael B. Jordan to... Uh, play Morpheus. You know, he's a, he's a great actor. I think I think he'd do a, a great job. I am totally fine because let's be real. Matrix Reloaded and most certainly Matrix Revolution was the better. It was garbage. Uh, it garbage. was it was garbage. Um, and 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 kind of like how Tabine is with Mass Effect. You know, it, it was garbage that I could watch. It was like watching a lesser version of what I loved. And I still enjoyed it because I loved the characters. I loved the whole Matrix and being this the one and going in these different places. And But man, oh man. And the reason why they were a fucking mess was because of the Wachowski siblings now. We don't call them brothers anymore because one <laughs> of them is, is transitioned. Or Didn't they both? Like that. What? They both they did. They both did. Now they're the sisters. So they went from the Wachowski brothers to the Wachowski sisters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they both transitioned. Shit got real. All right, so um, because the Wachowski sisters uh, made just the most convoluted, over-the-top uh, scripts. They, 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 they're not Cyber very Jesus. good. They're not good screenwriters. They, 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 they just don't know. It's like they, their whole career, and I, this, we can talk about this on another podcast, but they have been shitting the bed royally since the matrix they haven't gotten it right since then and i don't know what happened if they're creative exactly it's literally although Shyamalan (laughs) is making a huge comeback he he came back he came back but still 
but still, uh, but but they just haven't made good movies since. And I think in the, with the right directors, the right screenplay, and the right actors, I think we could get an even better version uh, of the Matrix Reloaded and Revolution. Because I think the original Matrix, you you, you ain't yeah, fucking with so, that. No, you ain't with that, see, that ever. That's that was my thing. I didn't know that they were going in the prequel route direction or anything of that nature. My 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 thing is is I. I agree that the second and third movies, I think it universally understood that they weren't they weren't good movies. They were movies that I can sit down and watch with a bag of I call them popcorn movies. You know, you can sit yeah. down with a bag of popcorn, you can watch them. You're not going to want to kill yourself at the end of it, but it's not it wasn't like the first Matrix where it had so many it had so much more than just action where the next two movies were just action, and then there were like one really long scene with some white dude talking philosophically for forty five minutes in a weird TV yeah. studio. Like yeah. you know, yeah, just really just odd, odd shit, shit. Yeah. happened in there. And you, you could tell, you could tell, like like to be said, he's cyber Jesus. Now, to be fair, you know the the Jesus complex stuff has been played on in movies once every five and a half minutes since the dawn of time. It's not like it's a you know a concept that isn't, you know, messed with every now and then. And it, it, not only that, but it's not like movies that use the Jesus complex or the, you know, the, the, the Jesus storyline, the biblical storyline don't do well. There are, there are movies that are done very well based around that. Um, but the first movie, I, I don't think you can, I don't think you want to touch the first movie personally, First movie has got to stay as is. Like it's, I would, well, it's, I gonna, would, it's gonna be touched, but yeah, it just depends on how they touch no. it, right? But it sucks. Yeah, yeah. like I'm not I'm yeah. not saying I'm not saying that there isn't a chance that they can do a really good job by the Matrix. I just think that the second and third movies notwithstanding, or you know, taken out of the picture, I should say, the first Matrix to be uh to get a redo before twenty years is even rolled around is a couple of things to me. One, it's completely insane to me that they're even thinking about it. Prequel, I'm whatever, but to to move into a redo of the first Matrix seems a little crazy to me. And two, this might be the most primo example of Hollywood fucking going back into the cookie jar for everything. If you're going back in for the Matrix, recycling shit. And we're not even into another generation of human fucking beings yet? And we're already going back into the Matrix? Are you serious? Like, I was okay with stuff like Mad Max, because that's like 80s. We're going deep. Well, the problem is... The Matrix was the dawn of the century. The problem is, is a a lot of these, these studios, they have given solo films, like new properties, new IPs, a chance. They don't make money. They don't make money. And so they have to go back and they have to take a franchise that already has a name. We've seen it. I mean, if we, I could sit here and talk and list off pretty much every movie that comes out. I think, uh, almost the sequel. Be, yeah. There, there's sequels. There's, there's prequels. There's reboots. There's, uh, re reboots of reboots. I mean, how many times have we seen Spider Man? Origin story. How many times have we? I mean, it just happens how, how over and over and over again. Fantastic Four. It has happened over <laughs> oh and over God. and over again, and it's it, it it's okay for that to happen if there is if they can improve on it or, and this is one of those times where I actually think that the Matrix is is such a good premise and they could do so much with the world of Matrix, like literally anything, and now oh, yeah, the movie going experience is just CGI porn, and the, and although the CGI back then they could was do the machines taking over. 
they could do so much with it. I mean, there was the real world outside of the Matrix, and then there was in the Matrix. There is so much you could do. So I am curious to see where they go with it. Are they going to try? I know if they they're, they're talking about the, the prequel, but after the prequel, are they going to then skip ahead? Could this be after Neo? Are they going to try and replace a Neo? Are they going to do completely new characters within the Matrix? I mean, there's a lot of ways that they go. The world they and universe. Like a, they could do like a dawn of the of Zion. They could do like the like the yeah. start of the city underground type stuff. I think you know. I think that's where they're going to go. And I personally think is when they do these prequels and they go into it. What I'd like to see is they continue on after the Matrix with some new characters, and then they could either have Keanu Reeves show up uh, in the movie. So Star Wars it. I mean, he yeah, looks Star exactly Wars the it, same age kinda, as he did in 1999, so... And just kind of pass yeah. the torch, you know? I, I don't think that would be a bad thing, but... Um, doing what they're doing with Star I'm Wars, giving, for sure, yeah. To, 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 end the, to end this, you know, part, I'm going to yeah. give it a thumbs up. I, I feel like if they start with the prequel and they do it right... Um, I'm okay with that. I'd love to know more about Morpheus. There are definitely worse things that I've seen that's been rebooted. But um, the way I look at it is if they they redo the franchise and they just they reboot it and they copy each movie or they have to change two and one or two and three that I'm okay if they don't make the first Matrix as good because I feel as though they can only go up from Matrix two and Matrix three. And I think we're going to get a more during Matrix coherent in the oh, Matrix three was just. It was literally IMAX. But I fell asleep. I'm for it. I'm I'm for it. Um, I don't want to see it tomorrow. I I want them to take their time. But I'd have to learn more about the, the who's directing uh, it, who's writing it, who's starring in it before I'd get really excited about it. But I'm I'm gonna I like Matrix. Yeah, I'm not excited. I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna toss something out before we move on to to our to our next topic. I'm gonna toss something out just as an idea because uh because it's also been a, a a kind of a thing that's happening more and more. What if you took the Matrix, gave it to the DC guys, and made them do TV? How does that work? Doesn't fit. Not yeah, one bit. Like the I'm, DC I'm TV not, is very campy. Yeah, I'm not Matrix sure. I'm not sure. I, I feel like the Matrix, the Matrix really is about that movie going experience. Big, the, oh, big TV money, big CGI, big, big budget, big everything. Um, I think if you if you take something as big as the Matrix and you make it this this smaller version it works for things like say logan um where where you can really focus on on a on a story and and really drive it that way but i think the matrix is it's all about scale it's all about this wonder and 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 vast just huge um i think if we we got the you know what the only the only thing i want to see come to a tv series that we haven't seen yet the only thing i want to see that i think would be perfect and the best television mm. up up like game of thrones good Oh, I'm going oh, easy that. there, kid. Oh, easy there. You know, killer. you know who could make slow your roll, bro. You know who can make Game of Thrones good. Who can make Breaking Bad good? Who can make fucking uh, whatever other great show good? Jerry Bruckheimer, Quentin Tarantino, <laughs> Quentin Tarantino. Oh, no, would no. Quentin Tarantino would make all. the most epic series. Known to man. In fact, uh, we're uh, next week. I'm uh, we're talking about Quentin Tarantino and his films, and just the movies that he makes, the screenwriting that he makes, the uh, the the every his storytelling would be perfect for television. Perfect now, I like, for a series. I like, I, now let me get the let me say this before we move on. I like Quentin Tarantino. 
but uh unless the TV series was like a like an a you know a 10 episode special like a like a true detective and then and 100%. then leave it fucking die then yeah, I'm different okay stories with that. Quentin Tarantino yeah. making then a series I, in, making a series it, yeah because you can't My stretch Tarantino too long on like dude. one arc cuz it, it won't work Every everything that Quentin Tarantino has done has been a little too long for for movies and it it and a lot of people that see Quentin Tarantino movies it's either you love his style or you're not a big fan of his movies because they do feel like they drag but he's always character driven the the dialogue is just so fucking good and he could just make killer killer HBO shows or Netflix series we're going to talk about it and I've got I, okay. I you, this is not a debate. By, by we, by we, tune in next week when Jeff talks about his favorite white man, Quentin Tarantino, for oh, a half I love hour. Tarantino, but I completely disagree with Jeff right now. I <laughs> oh, we'll love see. Tarantino. Well, we can we can talk about that. We can we talk about that. We don't talk about it. I'm gonna drink it. a really stiff rum and coke next week and let these two battle it out. But we've got other things to talk about, like more going back to the cookie jar. We're gonna talk about Brute War HD. <laughs> we're gonna talk about blizzard going back to the honeypot again uh which i don't think everybody has a problem with this one people have been kind of hoping for a brood war hd uh and by some people i mean probably just the people that that were brood war fans you know and then were disappointed with starcraft 2's direction uh we have to be careful gentlemen let's not go deep down the starcraft 2 rabbit hole let's stick to Brood War HD and what we think we know about it and what we think is going to happen with it, what we might like to see and go from there. I'll, I mean, personally, personally, I'm on that board where I think that that Brood War, uh, if it if Brood War had happened in in the year 2010, is a better game than StarCraft II uh, for a number of reasons, of which we'll probably talk about when we have a much longer form discussion about StarCraft II uh, in the future, but. Uh, I, I was really hoping that if they're going to do Brood War HD, that they do multiplayer and do it properly and allow the people uh, that have been kind of pining for that multiplayer experience to really get into it and don't balance the fucking game. Don't touch it. Don't, uh, who's, is it. Kim still there right now? Who, who's in charge of, of balancing right now? Yeah. Is he He's still in there? charge. Oh yeah, Kimberly. Kimberly, are you Kim, Kimberly? Are you listening to me right now, Kimberly? Probably not. But hey, Kimberly. 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 Don't even think about it. Don't try and redo dragoons being able to walk a straight line like they're not hammered off of a forty. Don't. Hey, I'm try. okay with that. I'm okay with yeah, that. Yeah, they fix that. Maybe. I'm okay. But with you know, that. but here's the thing: I don't want the foot in the door to happen. I don't want them. To, I don't want people to go. Okay, can we get dragoons to be slightly less stupid? And then go, okay, but we can also do this. And we can also do this. And that. And then all of a sudden, it's no longer Brood War. It's StarCraft II with a Brood War skin, and that's not cool. So, so, well, I'm going to be... So, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, keep going, dude. Let it all but, out. But, but yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited that it exists. I'm, I'm actually kind of surprised it's even happening, to be completely honest with you. I didn't think it was going to happen, so the fact that it is happening is, is great news. Uh, I and like I hope need to show that StarCraft it, is a good property. That's why they're doing it. <laughs> it's entirely possible. This might be like the the panacea where they're like, "Sorry, guys, we fucked it. 
here's something you like, and then give us StarCraft I, Brood War I, HD. I love Brood War and I love StarCraft, but I, I'm like when I heard Brood War HD, I like I actually was just like I'm actually disappointed. Um, I don't feel like they're going to do it correctly, mm. and I don't feel like it's going to be done well. Like I know it's Blizzard and everything, but for some reason, I have this gut feeling that it's it's not going to live up to any sort of hype. It's one of those things that everyone internally has mentally hyped up, but I don't think it's going to translate well. Hmm. Interesting. I I have to disagree. I mean, I I think okay. Um, I, I I yeah. I mean, I think there there will be hype for it, but I think where a lot of people have said. You know, Legacy of the Void is going to save StarCraft Two. Uh, you know, uh, Heart of the Swarm Heart is going to save Star, Star, StarCraft Two. <laughs> um, you know, this certain patch or this this nerf is going to save StarCraft Two, or or this WCS is going to save Star. I mean, how many t- how Brood many are going to save StarCraft Two stories? Yeah, Brood have War, we heard? Yeah, Brood War HD. <laughs> I actually, I I actually think that if Blizzard plays their cards right, which is a huge... I mean, it, there has to be an eclipse that happens once every 78 and a half years on the fourth month of the 23rd day at the six-hour and 27-minute mark-in where they have a shot. Let's be they honest. They, one, they, double, they double down on a seven. That's, 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 they don't, they're not well-known for their card play. So it's just, well, they're playing dangerously the right now. I, I feel like if they come out with an HD StarCraft, and I we still don't know for sure if the game is going to be uh, ranked and competitive. Yeah, yeah. Um, there, the I at least from my knowledge, if, there, if there's if there's something different, somebody can link it in the mm. chat. I'll take a look at it. But what I'm what I'm concerned about is that they're going to drop the game. It's going to be the single player campaign, uh, and they're going to you know have a have a like a custom games, like a battle net where you can play all those old school games and shit that we used to like, and maybe even play on a custom against somebody else, but there'll be no real competitive uh, ladder, no bronze to grandmasters, no, you know, top 200, no uh, tournaments or, or, or all that stuff. I feel like they're going to package this up because EA, I think they're going to package this up they're going to put a $40 price tag on it. They're going to say, go play your old school Brood War. Um, you mean Activision? With, with, or Activision. What did I say? EA Blizzard. Yeah. I'm sorry, same Activision. Thing. Same fucking thing. Activision. Um, they're, they're, I just feel like we're going to get a single player. Now, if they come out on the other side, and this is why I don't think it's going to happen, but then again, it might happen because maybe, just maybe now, finally, they have realized where StarCraft II is and that it doesn't have a bright future. And with that, they just may do something that I thought Blizzard would never do, and that is purposely destroy one of their games. Because they have had they have had a long track record of basically keeping games on death row for the longest time. And if they just bring out Brood War and package it like StarCraft 2 in terms of tournaments, ranking, everything, the old school battle net, it all. And they say, go have fun. How many old pros would come back and play that game? How many casters 
like myself and Adam would come back to cast that game, how many streamers would come back to stream that game? And even if it was only popular for a year or two years, it would give this much-needed pickup of spirits. Maybe it would gather the community together again. Maybe we would be able to make something of it that could last a long time. Or maybe we'll just be able to relive our childhoods again in an updated version, and you can't go wrong with that either. But the thing is, is they do it that way, they will kill StarCraft 2 because the people will jump. It's going to be, be over. It will be done. It was. It's like them admitting they fucked up, and now they're going to give what they should have given all along, and that's a proper StarCraft Two game or a, star, a proper StarCraft game. We don't want to see starting with ten probes. We don't want to see um, highlighting two hundred units. We don't want to see what we got in StarCraft Two. We want Brood War, but we want it in a better skin. And if you have to make minor tweaks, minor, very minor tweaks, I'm okay with that. But the moment you start changing it so that it becomes not Brood War then they may as well call it StarCraft 3 and not call it yeah. Brood War. So I or think if they do it that way, we will be in for a treat. I would be so excited. I would be grateful, thankful. I would throw my money at them. I would continue to support and, and cast and promote. It would be an amazing thing for esports. Um, and I think a lot of old school Brood War players that are still playing would jump over to the new one. Uh, and great things would happen. So that's my look at it. And I'm I'm just trying to stay as optimistic as possible, but I've learned not to give my hopes <laughs> up when it comes to optimistic. Blizzard. Yeah. It sounds oh, like your hopes are already optimistic. up. Yeah. No. I I I I agree I, I, in a perfect world we we basically get what people wanted from like the Final Fantasy 7 remake. It was guys, don't fucking touch anything. Just yeah. give it a fresh coat of paint. That's all we're asking for is a fresh coat of paint. Don't don't re-sand it, chisel out an old piece to plug it and sand back over it and fill it and, and paint it again. Just stick to the paint part. Just it's mm. all we want. Paint. That's not gonna happen. You know you can make a, a, a part of your house look so much fresher with just some paint. Just just a coat of paint. You walk into it. You, dude, how many times have I walked What's into a first? house? Yeah. And the and the real estate agent is like, listen. I know what it looks fresh like right now, paint. but if you just put a fresh <laughs> coat of paint on this bitch, this is going to look it's like a, a totally different space. Something I, lighter, I, I was gonna, make the I was room feel say, bigger. As, at, at the same just token, the how, many places do you, how many places do you walk in that are selling that already repaint the house for showings? Yeah, that's same, Okay, so you don't have to go all crazy with it. But in a perfect world, we get Brood War redone HD. We keep mm. as much of the core game as humanly possible with the confines that we have to accept come with switching to a new engine, which there are of obviously course. hurdles that are involved there. We get a battle net that is apparently no longer labeled battle net that is actually functional and not Lizard just app. Kerrigan breathing heavily in a 15-frame yeah. animation loop. Wait, switch it up. Now we're Tassadar. Quick, Richard Simmons. 
I don't know, I actually don't know what that would be. But yeah, you know, but you know what I mean? Like three quarters of the screen is just animation loop and it's like, hell, let's have the shittiest chat room, you know, uh, forum type looking thing ever ever conceived. I don't I could put that up against anything. I don't think I've used a shittier fucking chat system than the current day BattleNet. It's so fucking bad. I can remember the last time Jeff and I did a Nova War says thing and we had to rely on whispering <laughs> to people and talking to people and use the chat heavily and Jeff almost had one, wait, 87 aneurysms. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I know you're it's I know it's it's you're, you're triggering me one sec. One sec. Non non flashbacks. You wanna, you wanna know? You wanna know what would sell me on um, Brood War while Jeff has a little episode? It's never gonna happen. Never gonna I, happen. Well, I, I know, but let me continue my but dream. I Welcome want them if we can convert. Uh, <laughs> if we can get all the use map settings maps just converted somehow magically, not gonna happen. But bring back the magic. You can't bring, bring back, back the magic if you fuck fast. with it. You know what the magic is? Getting into a fucking room on Battle.net, telling people they're scrubs, going into a to a server, a game server list. We don't have that in StarCraft 2 yet. How do we yeah. not have that yet? That's How what I'm saying. Bring back the magic. is it that with custom maps and all this extracurricular activity shit and just be able to go out and play custom games that we can't do what we did in 1998... And fucking go to a server list, a game list. 3v5 How crazy is that? No noobs. Fastest map ever. How fucking crazy is that? You want to whisper somebody and like have it all going. It like like quad stacks fucking tabs and shit. And you're going through a hundred rooms on the same thing because you really need to see Kerrigan's tits bouncing up and down. I hate the fucking battle net so much. Why are you such a fuck up? You're worth billions of dollars! Fix your shit! Fire somebody! Fuck! Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> but it's basically... How it's, do you really it's feel, just, Jeff? It, 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 blow, it blows my mind. It fucking blows my mind. I don't, I don't understand it either. Uh, I, I don't. It's, it's stupid, and I don't think it's, I don't think it's defensible. Uh, so my dream again to continue is that is, is there or whatever they go forward with, because they're obviously moving forward with this unification thing of their online, their online systems, make it user friendly. If you're going to do that, don't make it shittier, make it usable. And then people maybe won't complain about it anymore, but moving on, I want that. And then I want them to actually, for once, just fucking consider honestly supporting the esports scene. Not this half-assed, in-out, do we charge them licensing fees? Do we not charge them licensing fees? Do we try and take over the world and crush the grassroots shit to bring on the NASL sound guy and fuck the whole thing up all over again? Too far, Jeff. Too far, Adam. We need to stop Too this far, because Adam. I'm I'm gonna fucking st- I'm gonna go Too on far, a terror, and we don't want me to go on a terror. <laughs> this is not the cliff we. This is not the cliff we go down now, Adam. This is for a later show yeah, when yeah, we're a little we're, bit more. I know. I'm sorry. We're, it's we're hard ta- not we're to. Sp- about, we're talking about Starcraft War HD. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. Trigger me. I know. It's bad. I know. Our podcast. Stay with. Stay with me. Stay with me. It's okay, baby. I got you. It's all right. We're okay. Wusa, Jeff. Wusa. Brood War HD. As long as it's got 
a half decent multiplayer and they don't fuck with it too much and the single player is there, people are going to be happy. And yeah, it's likely going to kill StarCraft 2. But at this point, I think it's probably good because people need a reason to forget about StarCraft 2. I know this is painting the Thanius right now. Just like, give me the knife. I'll do it for you. Because Nate is such a hard, a hardcore StarCraft II fan, and he said it himself on stream. He was like, I was five when Broodboard came out, which is exactly why Nate's probably never going to be able to understand why Broodboard is a flat-out better game than StarCraft II. But Goliath. it is what it is. Online. Next. It is what it is. Next. It is what Next. it is. I'm, Next. Just, just don't, just Before, don't fuck it up. I know. Just don't I know, fuck it up. I know. Just don't, just fuck, don't it fuck it up. Just we, we have faith in you. I want it. We I want it, and I, but I want it done right. I want, I I want, want it, it done so right. bad. I want it Next. so bad. Don't, don't fuck it. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to move on into our first iteration of tech support. Here's where a jingle's going to be someday if we ever get one. It's all right. So we're going to do tech support, Please which support. is basically Dear Lag TV expanded to Dear Technical Alpha, renamed, rebadged to tech support, where people on Patreon... Tiers $10 and higher. Get to uh, ask us questions each and every week for the following episode. We pick a couple to do. We answer them as best as we can. And then uh, with the leftover ones, we pick some more. And we're going to be doing some bonus content for the YouTube channel and for the RSS feed audio guys out there in iTunes and Google Playland and everything else. So uh, I asked before the show for Mr. Black and Mr. Mr. Uh, Panic to pick two questions. We're going to pick one from each to start. And then if we have uh, time or we feel like we want to do a third one or something, we will. But if not, whatever, that will we'll be stick, it for, we'll stick for the segment. We'll, we'll, yeah, we're, we're already we'll over, stick so we'll stick, we'll stick to two. Unless That's the first well, one goes in, for a while. Including, then. including the break, including the break, we're not over yet. We're good. We're, we're good for uh, about 10 minutes now. But we've oh, okay. got the time. Mr. Black, what do you got for me, sir? What's the first question? I'm going to give it up to you. Tech support. Uh, okay. Um, oh, man. Okay, well, I picked two, and it's actually okay. the first two questions. This one comes from uh, Lasha. Uh, okay. He said, he or she said, I think that might, kind of sounds like a female name, but it kind of sounds like a dope guy's name, too. Jeff, Jeff, this is, this is the internet now. Be careful you don't assume genders, mm. or the world might come to an end. Mm. Well, Lasha. Pronouns. Lasha says, hi, guys. Do you think life exists on other planets? Oh, shit. Way to pick one that's totally a short answer. All right, so, so. Well, good thing I did, so. Cause we, I know, you know. no, I'm, that, was, that, was, that, was, that was sarcasm. This is a little bit long. I mean, we can make it pretty short. I mean, I think, uh, I, I, think I, I think it would be crazy to not think that there's life on other planets. Uh, I mean, if you think of, of just the nigh-on-infinite nature of our known universe, even within the universe we we can accurately know that does exist. And then whoever knows how much further on out beyond that exists, even if you just went statistically speaking, there is something. Now, does that mean that there is, you know, if you go buy some physics stuff, you could go deep enough that that means that right now there is another universe where there's another Adam, another Jeff and another panic talking about, uh, about Brood War HD coming out, but that universe, Blizzard, actually only doubles down <laughs> on, on good hands. That's, the, that's, you know, there's infinite possibilities, so on and so forth. But outside of the special physics stuff, yeah, absolutely, there's got to be. I mean, it doesn't mean it's all sentient, but there's a good shot that even that level, you know, there's some sort of sentience to it. And, and uh, 
I think I think you have to you have to just believe that that it does. What do you think? Uh, what do you think, Panic? God, I hope so because if we're the only ones, that's just really sad. You really think I, about it? Would it. Be we're, sad. we're the best life that came out. We're the best life this that is, came yeah, out. This is of the best the that could happen. Entire universe. <laughs> really. <laughs> Very true. Yeah, uh, I am. I, I most certainly believe that there's other uh, life somewhere, um, and I actually think there's there's other life that would be as advanced as we are, um, or maybe or more. even more so. Um, within our galaxy, we we haven't we haven't seen anything yet, but our galaxy is massive, um, and just thinking about how there's trillions of stars in this galaxy, and then trillions of stars and many other universes and trillions within those universes and it's you know what we know is it's infinite and it's always expanding um but there are theories that you know there's all kinds of different things but just on the uh, just the vast number of possible planets or stars that have could uh hold life and who were to even think that life wouldn't necessarily mean water and oxygen or those certain things there may be life out there that it doesn't could, have to be a carbon-based you know, life yeah, form. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It could be something totally different, even something that our minds can't even comprehend, um, and it doesn't necessarily well, I mean, have to have the form of a human or or a walking thing. It could be a a smoke. It could be a. Uh, I I have no idea. It, it, I to think to think that there isn't out there would just be closed-minded and just, in my opinion, stupid. Well, I mean, Adam proves the existence of a salt-based life form. I mean, let's be honest here. <laughs> that's right. So that's salty. Me. So salty. All right. So I mean, I think we. All- yeah. No, I was. I was just going to say, just as a cap to that. I mean, to add to what you just said about you know uh, other the odds of other planets actually being able to hold life, specifically of our own type. I mean, NASA mm-hmm. just not long ago came out uh, yeah, and had a big planets. live stream thing about, hey guys. We just found one sti- one system that has how many was it seven or something in, it was seven in, or the, nine. in a system? It was some yeah. some crazy number, uh, all of which had the possibility with two or three of them having a really good shot and one of them being a really, really good shot from what they knew out of the gate. So that kind of stuff's exciting. Obviously, we're not going to see it in our lifetime, uh, but the, the odds are you never you know. know shy of, you, you know, short know. of us blowing ourselves up, which is pretty pretty high probability, honestly. If we can get beyond, like my, my favorite physicist said, Michio Kaku, if we can get on uh, beyond uh, blowing ourselves up and actually work together. That's the next stage of humanity is working together to to move on to another planet. Uh, so the two outcomes are we kill ourselves or we get off the planet. That's basically your two outcomes. Uh, yeah. And we'll see how that goes to that point. But what's our what's our next question? Panic, you got to pick the next one. I've got two chosen. I don't know if I want to go serious or funny. That's a big question. You You go whatever you want. All right, we're going to go with Mark Blankhorn when he came in and said, does a hot dog qualify as a sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I guess I'll question, start, man. I guess I'll start yeah. it off. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say yes. I'm going to say oh. yes just because it is a piece of bread <laughs> or bun surrounded uh, by the, you know, by the meat or whatever type of sandwich you have in there, you know, maybe it's a BLT or 
or or something wrong. like that. Wrong. Um, you know, if wrong. you got a regular sandwich and it's it's you know you've got bread and you've got the the stuff inside, it's no different than a hot dog. You got the hot dog and then you've got the bun around it. It's a sandwich. Boom, I mean that's a pretty. I mean I think that's I think that's fair. I mean I, I don't I don't know. I mean I I've never. I think the problem is nobody goes through life until they get like Snoop Dogg high and then they go, man, is a hot dog a sandwich? Like nobody actually <laughs> thinks about answer the question. Answer it, Adam. <laughs> ah, it's a fucking sandwich. It's a piece Woo! of meat between two no. pieces of bread or yes, one bun. Yes, it is. No. I'm telling you. But I'm but gonna, is it, I'm going to say is it a sandwich? Is it a wrap? Like what is it? Because a sandwich is different than a wrap. Which is you know if that's the case, then what is still if considered it's not a sandwich? A sandwich if it's not a sandwich, then what is the hot dog at then? Best, at best, I would say it's maybe an open face sandwich. The way I see a sandwich is it's two okay. independent pieces of bread with contents okay. in the middle. A hot dog okay. is one bun that's joined. If you have a hot dog where the bun is split, you are disappointed in life. Number two, my second criteria, <laughs> second criteria, let me finish, is you can hold a sandwich in any orientation and it retains its symmetry. If you turn a hot dog like upside down, you got ketchup uh, leaking everywhere. You got stuff falling off. It's not a sandwich. It's not symmetrical. It's not portable as easily. You have to maintain okay. its orientation. Okay, so then by that definition, a, a burger is a sandwich. Yes, because there's lots of people that don't consider a hamburger to be a sandwich. I would consider a burger to be a sandwich, uh, a type okay. of sandwich. Yes, right. sounding like a hypocrite, okay. motherfucker. <laughs> I will. I will actually fight you over the hot dog question. Because I don't. Open, I don't smoke weed. All right, so I'm not into this. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't care either. <laughs> no existential like crises or crisis about uh, about hot dogs being sandwiches. I mean, open face sandwich is still a sandwich. That's the problem. Uh-huh. It still has the go. word sandwich in it. That's right. I guess you got to be more Damn. more specific. But is it, yeah? Somebody in chat just I just saw this. Is a sub a sandwich then? Because remember how yeah. how Subway yeah. used to cut their sandwiches. Yeah, they used to course. cut a wedge out of yeah, it. Is that a sandwich. one panic? They they cut a they cut a fucking wedge out of it. It's a hot it's dog a bun. It's a sandwich. You put the shit in. Really? It's two separate pieces of bread. No, no, no. it's one. It's one thing that they used it's to a cut loaf in that a, you a cut triangle it. out of. It's a loaf. <clears throat> Listen, what a hot dog bun is one piece of bread that is cut. To make a slit so you can put the hot dog in it. Like a sub, it's one loaf of bread that you slice to put stuff in it so that you can hold the, yeah, con- the, sub, the contents they, in it. A sub is when they slice the bread, they completely separate it so you can put all the materials in it. No. No, they don't. No. They only cut it to the then joint. Then they're doing it wrong. Bones. Oh, you lost this war, Panic. You Got lost them. it. Some ways I go to, they cut completely through. I don't All know right, what you well, Canadian America's guys do up there. Fucked. Yeah, well, we, yeah, we already fucked. know that. They're doing it wrong. Listen, well, then, you know what? In the comments section, you guys let us know. Yeah, you guys let us know. Is it a sandwich know. or not? All right? Absolutely. Let us, you guys let us know. <laughs> That's it. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to call it there. That's another episode of uh, Technical Alpha in the books. Once again, we are on iTunes. We are on Google Play. We are on SoundCloud and everywhere else. You can get all those links and the raw RSS feed if you use podcast apps over at technicalalpha.audio. Our website also on the Patreon at patreon.com slash Technical Alpha, where you can get all the links you could need and more. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Gentlemen, do you have any other closing thoughts before we head out of here? 
I love you all, no. even though you guys are wrong <laughs> about the sandwiches. <laughs> Hashtag third guy loves you all. Uh, mm. And I'll I'll say uh, I appreciate all the support uh, with the podcast, guys. It's it's been it's been incredible. Uh, make sure to go and follow us on your um, on on uh, the way that you like to listen, whether it's SoundCloud, iTunes, um, YouTube, That's the best whatever way to help it is. Us right now, follow and rate. If you're on iTunes, the 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 way that we're gonna grow is if you go and rate it, you know, five star or you know, give it an honest rating. What what you think it's what it is? Five star, five star, go five star, and then uh, you know, that's gonna help us move up into the list uh, of things. Uh, keep. We only got like I think nineteen uh, questions, and we've got for those that don't know. Once again, questions. I know Adam explained it. Uh, for anybody that is supporting in Patreon, ten dollars or higher. What Adam does is a day or two before the podcast, he oh, will it'll be make even a- longer before this time because we have okay. A, because yeah, it'll be like the whole almost the whole week. It'll be up. Okay. Well, then there you go. So. Um, I don't know if you guys hang out. We would love you guys to start hanging out on the Patreon page if you are a supporter there because there is a community, a forum there where you can talk. We post things. Um, we have some cool stuff on the way. But please submit more questions. Some of them are really stupid and we probably won't answer. Um, but if there's something that you really want answered and we didn't get to it this week, just resubmit it again for next week and uh, and we'll, we'll take a look at it. But you know, if you guys are $10 or higher already – Go and just write a question because, like Adam said earlier, I don't know if he caught it or not. We're gonna get together once a month as well, and we're gonna answer a bunch of questions off, um, you know, the stream and and on your feeds, and we're gonna start releasing a tech support series on YouTube to give you guys a little bit more, so we can answer more of your questions and give you guys more content. So uh, yes, please once again go do that, and uh, yeah, go give us that five star once again. Go do it. Go do it. Go do it. <laughs> And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Sorry, I got to sell out. I mean, Send Adams, Adams hosting this bitch, real. but he doesn't. He doesn't have. He doesn't have the cello chops. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna be the. I'm, not I'm gonna be man. that guy. I'm gonna be that guy. So go do it. All right. Go follow us. All right. Go go and go and follow us at least, guys. It really does go a long way if you do that and rate it because it does uh, really help us climb the ranks in there <laughs> to get us outside of just the community here and uh, and just you know be able to uh, expose us to more uh, people so that more people can tell us we're crazy. And tell do do me a favor. Tell okay. one friend about the podcast. One friend. Oh, we're going further. If you're listening to this podcast, tell one of your buddies. Deep. They may not have they may not have liked us because of StarCraft, but now we're talking about everything. So if they're a gamer, if they're a movie buff, uh, we're actually going to be cutting out the movie sections as well and posting that on YouTube as a separate video for those that can't watch the full two hours and stuff like that. Uh, you know, tell one friend or tell ten. About the podcast uh, and spread the word. Shall we hit those shout outs, gentlemen? We should hit the, the shout outs. Yeah, there we gonna, go. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna absolutely get there. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it is the Patreon producers time. Uh, you know what? Well, I actually can't even ask Jeff to do, or Panic to do them because they can no longer see this stuff anymore until it hits the stream. So I'm going to keep reading them out. Uh, once again, got to give a big shout out to Beast All Kid, Northern Flow, Mr. Miyagi, Corey K, Toad of Steel, Naley, J A, Matt D, Derek P, Jonathan A, Ryan M, Ice Wolfie, and Beastly Barlow for being uh, our Patreon producers. Thank you so much, gentlemen and ladies and everything in between. It's been an absolute pleasure. We really appreciate you guys coming and spending some time with us tonight. We look forward to seeing you again next week, same time, same bad channel. 
8 p.m. Eastern Time. And until then, I'm Novor. Uh, I'm Maximus Black. Switched. No, I'm going Please, second, not bitch. All, not I'm going all, second. Not all at once, guys. I'm second. You're the third guy, all right? Mexican. Come on! Maybe once. Get your shit <laughs> together. <laughs> Maybe once, Jeff. All right, guys. Peace. Peace out.